you believe in things you don't understand, you suffer. Sebastian ain't the way. God. Yeah. Okay, no. The right. good things in your pants. <laughs> good things in your pants. <laughs> Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Yes, indeed. Hey, everyone. We're back, everybody. We are uh, a little cold. Yeah, would you not pay your bill or what? Chilly. <laughs> <laughs> I got my jacket on. Usually it's too hot in here. We got to have the window open, but my furnace is broken. So everyone's mm. y'all are weak. Now it's coming like on. But hey, let's get to who's in the room. We've got some new new people, new blood. We have new today. victims. And some old friends <laughs> back. And uh, But over by the door, it's Henry. Hey, what's up? I'm not new. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's favorite when it comes to karaoke, it's Knock. The worst in karaoke. Oh, but you do it with such heart. Sometimes passion just is, you know, it's the way to do it. That is a, that is the spirit of karaoke. Do it passionately and horribly. You can feel the passion behind your voice. When you when you were singing superstitious, it was passionate. <laughs> it was I was struggling, man. Hey everyone, this is Liza. What's up, my bebops? <laughs> nope, yeah. that didn't work. I was hoping for a wigwag or something. <laughs> that didn't work. I know. Of course, we're running the board. It's Bagel. Beepity bop. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. <laughs> On the classy girl couch, it's Miss Emma. Aloha, darlings. Oh, I know what that's for. Oh, yeah. Yes. And joining us for the first time and wondering what she's doing here, I can tell by the look, it's Misa. My name is Misa. Um, I have a YouTube channel called 808 YouTube, and uh, uh, I'm in shock right now. (laughs) Shameless plug for the YouTube channel already. I fit right in, right? (laughs) We like shameless people here. Well, I'm ready for the naked ride. Oh. 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 Are you? I think it's tonight. Oh. <laughs> Jim's garage. <laughs> we can do that. All right. And uh, taking up the bookends on the uh, classic girl couch, it's Rose. Rose, city representative here tonight. Hell yeah. 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 San Francisco in the heights. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are weak. It's it's comfy down here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is California winter. And riding up on his uh, BMW GS with about $3,000 worth of auxiliary lights, <laughs> it's Raymond. Everybody's jealous of my clear lights. Yeah. And everybody yeah. loves Raymond. They got a tan everybody just walking in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. A tumor. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, bringing up the tail of the dragon, it's Naked Jim. Check this. Undefiled by the stains of the superstitions of the eight worldly concerns, may I, by perceiving all phenomena as illusionary, be released from the bondage of attachment. Mm. Taxi! Guess who went to the land of medicine Buddha today? Yeah. Wow. Got my Buddha on, son. Just walk on. Oh, fuck you, knock. In the Misfits bingo, you may check off. <laughs> fuck you, knock, has been said. Yep. That's a free square, actually. <laughs> the the free square. 
And we had a, another wonderful day in the garage. We had some new new people show up. Yes. Some new bikes show up. One of them being a vintage uh, little one of those rigid mini bikes yeah. with a Coleman engine that these teenagers are working oh. on. That thing is so fucking cool. Yeah, like old schooler. Real mean exhaust on that thing, too. <laughs> I love it. That wasn't attached to anything. It wasn't decorative. It actually looked like a cowbell. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything <laughs> needs more cowbell. Yeah. It was basically, if you take like a fishtail exhaust, mount yeah. it sideways and underneath yeah. the seat coming straight off from the motor, uh-huh. it looked really badass and the wow. kids put white walls on it right oh, it's, nice. it's a it's like a barn find that they're trying yeah. to resurrect and he's, I'm, he's I'm so happy he's gonna pull that. the engine for next week and we'll we'll build the engine on the bench mm-hmm. so what was wrong with it it just wasn't it's running. just you know it hasn't run in a gazillion years oh. so we'll do a car build on it maybe maybe pull the head off lap the valves in do some okay trickery nice. Do she trickery, dog? She's not going to go down to Harbor Freight and get a new one huh, for like $20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, of course, uh, the, the kids were riding the electric mini bike around, which yeah. is a good uh, replacement, a substitute, temporary substitute. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter who's riding it. You cannot help but grin like an idiot. This is true. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It is true. So they were having fun ripping around. Though there are new gouges in the fresh concrete out there from Charlie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Charlie's always entertaining on that thing he loves to turn it so sharp that the kickstand gouges in and does a power slide <laughs> it does work small bikes big that. fun mm-hmm. yeah and um oh i had a, a project today oh. i installed some uh denali lights on the africa twin ah. now, i have a question for you Liza. yes what wire did you eventually find <laughs> Because we, there was some debate as to which wire you wanted. Um, the right one as opposed to the one that Jim chose for his bike. Ah. <laughs> okay, so, so there's this big giant fucking bike. It's got like a power plug, and you decided not to tap into there because it was just, it wasn't working at all, or what? Because there's I, like a 12-volt outlet, right? right? Right by your dash. No, but that's what I plug my phone charger into. Right. Okay. And plus, if you're running some pretty powerful spotlights mm. you don't necessarily want them on battery power mm. you want them on ignition switch power mm. huh. um yeah so and it says in the instructions you want to go to a powered um wire uh, right which means that when you turn the key off it'll turn off and your two okay. best choices okay. are your low beam headlight or your tail light there are things that are always on that turn off and on with the key right yeah. gotcha okay. yeah um and so i went with the tail light because <clears throat> the one of the hardest Parts of wiring this up was running all that wiring under the tank up to the front of the bike. There's a lot of <laughs> shit on that on that bike. There's like layers, like an onion, man. Well, Emma, how did you describe the Africa Twin? Layers of plastic upon layers of plastic. And um, <clears throat> when those bikes first came out, um, we had a customer come in, and innocently enough, he said, "Oh, I'll have some heated grips on, please." Genuine mm-hmm. Honda heated grips. Oh, okay. And l- we looked up the flat rate for fitting these things. It was like two and a half hours. I'm like, what? this is what? Whoa. For fitting heated grips? That's nuts. Then I realized that was an extremely conservative estimate because you just have to dig your way in through these mountains of plastic. Mm. Yeah, and so I was able to... <clears throat> Actually, I'm pretty proud. I was able to hide all of the wiring beneath plastic, but I couldn't get any single piece of plastic 
off completely. It was a lot of prying stuff, about an inch, just enough to get your fingers in right. there and, hmm. and feed wire. And a lot it. of it is a leap of faith to actually get them off. You have to yeah, figure yeah. out. It's, it's yeah. like a car. If you look at like a car dashboard, the, seemingly there's nothing holding a car dashboard together. And you've got to know where the fasteners are and kind of grab them and oh, just yeah. pull it towards you and it goes pop. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff on the Africa Twins like that. Mm-hmm. And if you pull it wrong, it just snaps in two. Yeah, it's like mm. that 50 50 gamma red. How much force do I use until right. the tab breaks off? Kind and of, of course, thing. on a cold day, oh, yeah. you, you're always yeah. onto a loser anyway because mm-hmm. the plastic's a lot more brittle. Yeah, so I took my time and really uh, made sure I got all the wiring tucked behind pieces of plastic and used some, um, you know, wire, not electrical wire, but some um, wire from a spool to help fish it through. Oh, nice. And a lot of help and and lady fingers and and Mm -hmm. wedges and all sorts of things. And so, yeah, so now I went up underneath the seat to the, the... tail light clear everything's clear huh seat goes back on just fine obviously mm-hmm. next yeah. time mm-hmm. you should either use a tiny child or a hamster <laughs> yes. just tire the wire around their waist and send it in there and then coax it there. out coax it out and the wire will come out you yeah, should the dog to do that yeah we could have got the dog to do that mm-hmm. oh yeah, did that, you guys see the pictures from today rats. dude that is like the I, like yeah. i'll i'm gonna put that picture on your eulogy <laughs> <laughs> like if you get a tombstone, you should have that picture. In. Where like, on know, earth did you get perfect. a dog-sized fez? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I know. So there was hardly anyone around. It was just like me and Jim this morning, and little the dog who comes over every Sunday to come hang out, spend the day with us. She shows up all excited and yeah. oh yeah, looking for me. And uh, <clears throat> she loves to jump up on your lap. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. even when I'm on the mini bike or my Africa twin, she will run up my leg and jump up. <laughs> um, and so we were just riding in circles with a chihuahua, and I went, wait a minute. I suddenly, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just remembered that simultaneously that I own, <laughs> that I own a fez, and I also own a cat fez. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a cat it's, fez. It's a cat fez. Perfect size for little. It, and I thought, wait, what an opportunity. So I ran in and got the two fezes. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Right? I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. So, <laughs> what? At the cat fizz? What, yeah, yeah what was the decision making? Before the animal cruelty starts. Yeah, what was the decision making process earlier in your life? That <laughs> you decided that you wanted a fez for Josie. <laughs> Hey, if you don't got a cat fez, you ain't living right. Yeah, I mean, That's what's up. you know, I feel so inadequate because neither of my cats nope. have got fezes. Oh, now you want now one, don't you? Yes. <laughs> well, the cool thing How too. How does it stay on the head? Yeah. I also have um, cat Christmas hats, Santa hats. <laughs> this um, is dude. Uh, alien does eyeballs. Does the cat like this? Uh, no. 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 It's not. But good. the point is that little suffered it. I think right. little's little a dog. I know. Very much. Dogs I, want to please us. That I, shit looked so festive. I wish <laughs> I wish I were that little dog. It was, I, it was funny as a put little, me on your lap and spin me around like that. Little oh, looked so no, proud. I would. The whole time little was up there, like her oh, yeah. chest was puffed out and looking big and like all oh, that shit. That was hilarious. But it looked like legit biker. Truck. I should point out at this stage that Liza's cat actually has a nervous disorder and pulls her own fur out. And you know, yes, please. That is explained now. Get us a cat, Prozac. That was after the gimp mask. (laughs) A little little counseling will be fine. 
so yeah, so I got the new lights on and um, visi- they're bright visibility. That's it's all about visibility, right? Yeah. Right, and they're real bright. <clears throat> and uh, Boy, Raymond, you you got to try out the DCT for the first time. I did. I he did. he looked truly terrified. Because <laughs> you, you usually ride a, a GS. So what did you think of this? Actually, I was pleasantly uh, surprised. I uh, took me about five minutes of yeah. uh, you know to get used to the DCT, but uh, after that, it was smooth sailing. So uh, yes, yeah, so a couple of things. You know, it, it was more refined than I thought it was going to be. It was very peppy up down low. I mean, almost more than the GS. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I liked it. And and uh, your um, the height that you raised the bar was perfect for me to stand to stand you, up. You know, so. Raymond, I'm very interested in your thoughts on the power delivery compared with the GS because you know, in terms of adventure bike, I mean, yeah. the GS is really the gold standard. And it's it's over two hundred cc's larger than the Africa Twin. I have a theory about this because when I sent him off, I put it in sport mode. Sport mode is much more aggressive. Oh, and it's going to stay down like a gear lower than it would in regular drive, where it's like right. eco mode. And also, when you lay on the throttle, it drops down gears quickly, so it's going to feel responsive. Whereas on another bike, if you don't drop the gears down manually it may lug okay. or just not have that power band this one is going to find the power band wherever you are whatever speed you're riding at whatever you know power you want to give it it's going to create that power band instantly right right does that make yeah, sense no absolutely and i i was tempted to put it into uh the regular mode but, yeah. but i you know i didn't but. oh jim can tell you about manual mode versus a dct and a drag race oh Oh yeah, yeah, that, no, no she smoked me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, by far, yeah. The big point, time. And point being, it wasn't my riding ability. It's the bike knows yeah. where it needs to be to get the power to you. It's, it's v- and it's instant. <clears throat> it's very very smart, isn't it? It is very very smart. It's and like actually, a, we, it's like riding an electric bike. That's right, what it's like yeah. when you pin it. It's like pin it and go. <clears throat> but can now, we, yeah, I was gonna say, Knock uh, has yeah. some uh, it, some advice for the well, designers. Here, here's some here's of the an DCT. I, an idea. I don't know if it's it'd be cool <laughs> to make it an option to where the gear shifting is actually where the clutch lever used to be or clutch pedal used to be. Hmm. Because ultimately, you just <clears throat> you know you're pushing buttons. If you could put a trigger down where the clutch pedal would be, I mean, you don't really have to recalibrate your brain with Hang pedal on. shifting. The gear shift pedal. Gear shift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not the clutch pedal. The Not the shift. clutch pedal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And they just put an actual like regular old handbrake instead of a parking brake on the left hand. You know, I That'd be pretty sweet. Disagree with you. Mm. Why is that? Because the bike is made to be an, a true adventure bike, and you're riding standing up. And mm-hmm. your your hands are on the bars at all times, but your feet, especially when you're finding your balance point, they're moving around. And be able to put your toe forward to shift is not right. always but, available. Like, interestingly people, enough, no people still ride like that though. Right? You know, I mean, but if if you were to go back to the original Honda Automatics mm. from the 70s, the 400 and the 750, that's exactly how they were set up. Mm-hmm. There was a high-low shift. It was only a two-speed transmission back right. then. It was right. like it was like a GM Hydroglide. And that was a foot control. Mm-hmm. And you go low, high. Right. And then the what would have been the clutch lever on a, on a normal bike, as opposed to a silly bike, mm-hmm. um, was just a parking brake with a lockout. Right. So you couldn't just grab it you actually had to push a button push button. down yeah. to to actually get it to work so yeah. you didn't just unnecessarily grab it so that's how they were set up yeah um 
But I mean, you know, the DCT, <laughs> you've you've got to set it so you want to shift it, right? Well, no, ninety I mean, percent of the time, you're just going to put it in D, and off you go. Well, the thing is, it's like if you're just adding a clutch lever, you could make something that's highly adjustable. You can make it to where the trigger points are exactly where you want it. So, like, you won't have really much problems uh, riding that thing standing up or whatever. You know, I mean, it's you're just, like I said, you're just pushing a button, ones and zeros. Right. right. So, I think it'd be a neat option. I don't know. So that's the first thing I'd do. They make it. What? They make <laughs> it. <clears throat> Honda For DCT real? foot shifter. Oh shit! South Africa twin. Five hundred bucks. Four hundred and sixty dollars. You should have patented oh, it. Oh, is that all? Mm-hmm. Hmm. To put a foot shifter on now. Oh. Now, knock. How much is it worth it to you to have a foot shifter? Oh uh, shit! Is Maybe. it worth four hundred and sixty clams worth of whining? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like I'm just so me. I like I'm really used to just pedaling you know like, yeah but i like you, downshifting it feels nice when you, you know you'll be a, and, you'll be able to get a knockoff yeah from sure bang good for a hundred bucks <laughs> uh, just like a couple of knife switches on you know like attached to a little thing but like it's a um i like being able to bang down gears with my foot it feels really nice tactily and like it's just helps me set up for turns and stuff i mean just the way i ride but i don't know i guess it's yeah for but, different folks i guess but the point of this um and the reason that i wanted to get a dct is i want to um i want to learn what the future bikes are going to be i think this is the mm-hmm. future i want to sure. let go of my habits and accept the future okay so well, like but the it, future is really fast shifting not as expressly like shifting with a paddle, right? I mean, or is it shifting with a paddle? That's how it's going to be down there. Knock, how many kids these days know how to drive a manual car? Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah. The thing is, you don't buy a bike because it's, you know what I mean? No. It's, it's it, a different situation. But you know, the, no, it's exactly the same because no, so not. many cars are switched over to automatics now. Yeah, but the thing is, the Honda DCT system might be the our last hurrah of the infernal combustion engine. Because yeah. truthfully, in 10 or 15 Future years' electric. time, everything's electric. And any yeah. kind of transmission is completely obsolete on an electric bike. Do you remember I was tooling around on that Brahmo in the summertime, mm-hmm. which was an electric bike with, with a clutch and gears, which it completely didn't need. Yeah. Right. It would have been a better bike actually without them. Um so, but that's a common complaint people have with electric bikes is that oh I want to have a clutch and shifter I want to have that control. So, Ramo put it on there even though it didn't need it right, yep. exactly. to adapt to the people who are not willing to okay. accept the change. Right. So we're going to accept right. the fact that it's all going to be just electric. There's not going to be a parallel. There's always unless be- they make huge strides in hydrogen fuel cells, it's going to be electric. I mean, because like the whole thing with motorbikes is it's completely unreasonable, and you want clunky pedals and all that shit because it feels good, man. Well, like I don't know. Yeah, but we might not get a choice in the matter. Well, this is true. Well, actually, I mean, it goes that way. Even if it is hydrogen fuel cell. It's still going to be electric. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's whether it's battery or fuel right. cell. So either way. Well, hold on. Yeah. I want to know. There's still going to be collectors that want to keep. Oh, their sure. Oh, yeah. They'll still be around. around. Stuff. Hopefully, they'll be past my Look, lifetime. There, so. there are still people who are into steam engines today. And horse, exactly. And horses yeah. exactly. are still around, but yeah. we're not using them every day. Right. I want to know what Jim thinks. Yeah, some people still race horses. So <laughs> you know, I, I think it, I think it's an apples and oranges conversation. I, I think so. I think the internal combustion motorcycles could be around for a long time. Yeah. I I think the way it's truly gonna go down is as gasoline powered vehicles become less and less common, 
the cost of fuel will become more and more and more and more yeah. until it's like 20, 25 bucks a gallon. Yeah. And then it's not going to be a case of you're forced off the road. It's just, do I really want to keep spending this? I, it's going to become so expensive yeah. for a gallon of decent fuel and the quality of fuel is going to go down. Well, the cost is going to go up and it's going to be like, really? Actually, no, I think I think as... as we'll refine our own. It'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think that, that if, if the cost goes up, the quality will actually improve because it's going to be such a, a limited product at that point that people are going well, to have to produce be. a quality product because nobody's going to be spending that much money for something that's crap. Right? I have one word that secures the future of uh, gasoline-powered motors. Oh. Okay. What's, what's that now? Generator. Uh, oh, true. Yeah. Mm. Wait, what now? Yeah. See, what? <laughs> yeah. Catch up, son. Catch up, son. Electric what are generators? these words? <clears throat> As we become more and more dependent on electric, you're always going to have to have a backup, and that yep. is going to be a generator. You need a generator. So there's always going to be the gas-powered motors, right. yep. which in turn then will get better and better, and which will show up on vehicles, I think. Yeah, yep. I, I, I think we won't see that, that big shift, I don't think, in our lifetime. We keep waiting for it. I'll, I'll give you an example. We were down at the uh, Straight Rhythm Races in Pomona. Well, how, that was like, what, four or five years yeah. ago now? <clears throat> and not to get into that story, but dude down there who was pretty in the know, mm-hmm. by now we should have all been riding electric bikes and cars so yeah. four or five years ago mm-hmm. no it's, he said he said three years cars will may have made the switch and bikes will be a couple of years after that it's and we're the, not even close it's the infrastructure yeah but that, i'm just saying the it. point is we're still not close and I'm, who knows what influence the oil lobby has on that infrastructure right. mm-hmm. uh, also but, with, yeah. yeah we're gonna have gas yeah. for a while i was gonna yeah. say also with like gasoline engines like we've refined them to the point where they're almost as efficient as we can possibly have them so we can yeah. we can make cars that have like can get like 50 miles to the gallon that aren't hybrids like we can make incredibly efficient technologically advanced uh, internal combustion engines so and basically we don't have a reason to switch over to electric just yet yeah it's it'll be a slow change but the whole point being i think that the dct is just another step in this evolution that we're talking about um you know with the bikes ABS is becoming very common on all bikes now. Got to have bikes. it. Yeah, yeah you got to have it right? on new bikes. But how many years ago was it only on the fanciest high-end bikes? Yeah, like right? 10 years ago. History hole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's something that's come in. And now, I mean, this bike has traction control. Right. Which you get on, like, <clears throat> R1s, you know, sport bikes. But it also has the... Um, uh, My K-bike has traction control, too. But yeah. this bike has a throttle-by-wire. How many bikes have throttle-by-wire now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, actually, Rose, that the first bike, and I'll check on this, but I think the first production bike that had ABS was a K bike. That makes old, a lot of sense. This for the, the 175 horsepower, uh, the absolutely need ABS. No, so, this was, I think it was the K75. old K bike, the so, old yeah, K75. So yeah. This has throttle by wire, and you get that now on like an FZ09, which is oh yeah, you know, an affordable bike. Um, it's got traction control, which is still new. But then again, um, the BMW GS, is it the Rally that has the suspension, the smart suspension? Yes. I yeah. mean, and that's something where like it, the bike weighs you and sets the suspension every time you start it up. And that's only, that's very rare. All of these things will be more and more common. And I think the all this electric stuff. Is there is a limit in. to how many times it will do that in a month? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say when it weighs you. 
Does it like just weigh you unconditionally, or is it judgy? Yeah. Like, I that has, like, it doesn't. It doesn't this, tell this, anybody. This message comes up on the dash. Up, oh, can like, it, uh, it do that silently, right? It's always it snickering every time I turn my bike on. I was gonna say, does it weigh you if, like you have a massive shit before you get on yeah. the bike? I want, I want dinner mode, and I want um, I'm really, I'm carbs bloated mode. Look. um... These are all great uh, opinions, but I know somebody. I know. You're like, fuck you, man. I know somebody who I think has a very valid opinion, and, who? I, and I want to know what she thinks. Who, who, who? Have you have you heard of Jackie Van Ham? I have indeed. Yeah, I she's somebody who's uh, she's got her hands in everything motorcycle related. She's everywhere. She's all over the place. We yeah. run into, into her at vintage days at the races. And she's a darn nice lady. She is, and guess what? I got her on the phone with us. It's Jackie Van Ham. I lucked out that there wasn't too much smack talking in that intro, so thank you for being very, very sweet and very complimentary. It's great to chat with you all. We'll do the smack talking later. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. Oh, good. I am. I'm super down to talk shit about myself. So no, no. let's let's get on in there. No, we smack knock when he talks. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> no, you are someone who can definitely talk about. I think just about anything motorcycle related. Um, literally, literally, just about anything. Exactly, and you put out um, one of your posts uh, a couple days ago on the the Chopper Town Daily Moto News, and I uh, do. Yeah, and I I was, you know, watching it, and I loved all the stuff you brought up, and it made me think, you know, I have a lot of um, vloggers and bloggers and potters and, and YouTubers that I follow and listen to and enjoy. We need to give them all, show them a little love, and, and let's share all the ones that we love. And I thought, let's start with uh, Jackie Van Ham. So um, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, well, thank you so much for asking me to be on it. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you taking a second to point out that it's really important. I mean, it, it's always been important, but it's really important right now to really support folks who are doing independent media out here in motorcycling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a, it's not an easy, easy lifestyle to be in, you know, cranking out your own media. You it's, it's, through freelance it's you never know when that next check is coming uh, most of the, my folks and friends that um put out photography and blogs and things of that nature this is the majority of what they do so it's really important to click like and share everybody's media give credit where credit is due all of that kumbaya good stuff out there so i appreciate you reaching out and giving me a chance to peek in and talk about it a little bit no problem um i was wondering uh since you gave an update recently uh you've been following the dakar rally I have. I love Dakar. I love mm-hmm. all of the all of the off-road races. I I love Baja. I love Dakar. I'm a huge geek about it. I've never had the chance to go, but it's definitely a bucket list item for me. Uh, Dakar happens to be running right now. It's running until the 17th, until next Friday, uh, or this coming Friday, I should say. It's just just. It's just so inspiring. And and on top of that, not only is the footage and all of the rally coverage incredibly inspiring and touching and grueling and, mm-hmm. you know, just so honest and real. And these people that are competing at this high, high, high premium, premier level of motorcycle sport, um, I think it's just incredible. But to touch on that, there's also several really good films that are made and independent film that are made about this Mm -hmm. type of motorcycle racing one of which which inspires me and i watch it like 
clockwork. Every mm. winter when I'm stuck inside is a film called From uh, Dust to Glory. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. We know that one. That's, about, yeah. that's about Baja, but man, does it give you all the feels. It is just really a phenomenal film. There's a couple of other ones that are more Dakar-related. Um, one is called, I think it's called Dream Ride. I've got my computer in front of me. Let me look it up. Um, but any, anywho, so, so anyway, so that is what's going on, uh, with the car as it is this week. So I always really try to bring it up. Uh, my biggest vlog that I run, my main vlog that I run is going to be over on a site called Chopper Town on Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And since it's called Chopper Town, obviously it is very V-twin heavy, <laughs> but I love being over there and have been over there doing a vlog almost twice a week now for almost two or three years. I love being over there because I love bringing up really different stuff. I love bringing up stuff like this to V-Twin folks who might not be exposed to this. You know, I talk dirt track, dirt track racing, flat track racing, ADV stuff, e-bikes. I talk about all of it. You know, I look, if it's got wheels and a, any type of engine on it, I am super into it. So I love bringing up all this kind of stuff just to kind of expose them to something that they might not be familiar with. And along the way, I've picked up people who are not V-Twin people who are or more, you know, in our neck of the woods with vintage bikes and adventure bikes and dirt bikes, which is what I'm really into, you know, in my real life, as it were, they've kind of come over and started following me over on Chop Chopper Town. So it's a neat kind of mishmash of, of worlds collide. Perfect. Um, going on over there. So anywho, so yes, the car is running this week. They're, I believe it's stage maybe like seven or eight right now. It yeah. is five different categories. It's bikes, it's cars, it's side-by-sides, it's trucks, and it's uh, two different types of side by two different types of four wheelers are allowed. Is it actually and, happening? Sorry, is it? It's, it's in Africa now, right? Like it's Saudi, 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 Arabia. Saudi. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's in Saudi Arabia <clears throat> no. this year. So okay. Dakar started in 1979, and obviously, um, it was called Paris to Dakar because it ran from Paris to Dakar. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's how it happened for for quite a quite a while until there was a little bit too much conflict and too much strife in Africa, and it just became unsafe. It just became untenable to go. Mm -hmm. So they moved it around a couple of different locations. They bebopped it around Africa and around Europe a tiny little bit. And then finally, um, they shoveled it over. They packed up the whole thing and shipped it over to South America. Mm -hmm. And it's been running in South America since um, 2007 or 2009. It's been in South America going through Peru and Chile and all that kind of good stuff. This year... They decided to mix it up again and moved it over to Saudi Arabia. So mm. there's a lot of really neat coverage of that. I've had a lot of friends of mine on Facebook peek in and, and say, you know, I've been following it now. And I had no idea Saudi Arabia looked like that. You know, I kind mm -hmm. of expected it to just be this barren, you know, sand flats everywhere. And it's it's not. There is plenty of that um but but there's way 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 more than that so the riding has been really intense unfortunately a racer was killed today yeah. motorcyclist mm. was killed today so they've canceled mm. the tomorrow's stage to give everybody a day off to mourn um and get and basically really honestly get their heads screwed on straight because that's a it was a terrible terrible tragedy so mm. yeah. unfortunately this is what happens at this high level racing it's it's right on the edge, you know, and, and this also happens at MotoGP. This happens at Isle of Man. It happens everywhere where, this, where there, there is this high, high level of motorcycle racing going on. But unfortunately, that's the news for today from Dakar. And I, I believe, yeah. I believe the peace, Paulo Gonzalez. I believe the rider was from Portugal. Is that yes. right? Paulo Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And since we're talking to Car, I want to do a couple quick shout outs. I like following actually on Red Bull TV. Mm -hmm. They do great oh, recaps. For sure. 
um, at the end of the day or I can catch up. Also, a great, great um, YouTube channel, Lyndon Poskett. Nice. Yeah, he uh, he races in the Dakar and he also uh, runs his camera and does a day-by-day uh, kind of documentary of it. So there's That's a couple rad. of shout I'm a, suck- I'm a sucker for all of it. It makes my arm hair stand up. I love the behind the scenes stuff. Like I'm just a total junkie for it. It's absolutely bucket list to be able to go and either bed in with one of these race teams or at least be able to go to the bivouacs and watch them come in and then leave the next day. Yeah. It's absolutely on my bucket list to accomplish that. So fingers crossed we'll get we'll be able to do that at some point. But Dream Racer is the Dakar movie that I'd mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It's an independent film from a gentleman out of Australia or New Zealand. I can't remember which off the top of my head, but it's called Dream Racer and that was really really quite interesting as well. And anyway, there's just lots of great, very inspiring stuff to watch and it's just that time of year. I don't know what side of the planet you all are on but here in kentucky it's just rainy and gloomy and kind of poopy for about four months straight so it's a really nice time to plug into these movies and get a little inspiration and and a little bit of motivation from them so that's 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 one of my reasons for loving for loving Descartes. and i've got dirt fever so Nice. Well, we are in sunny Santa Cruz, so we wouldn't know anything about staying and watching movies. <laughs> You're like, bad weather. What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> exactly. Um, and how are those Americans doing? So the, there's two Americans right now that are both at the tops of their different classes. Mm-hmm. Even though there's one motorcycle category, there's different classes and subcategories. It's basically kind of a pro versus am level. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's two Americans that are at the top of the heap right now, which yeah. I don't know if that's the first time that's ever happened. But no American has ever won the Dakar in the motorcycle category. So it's mm. really, really exciting to have them up there. Now, there's a lot of time between now and Friday. But... Right now, they both are putting in really, really good times and are looking really, really strong right now. So, so we'll we'll see what happens. But it's really exciting, and and again, I I'm clearly just a huge nerd and a huge fan about it. So I did talk about that this week on the show. I also brought up a little bit of CES and yeah. some tech and some gadgets and some whiz bangs that are going on right now. I love looking at that kind of stuff as well. Mm. Uh, motorcycling to me, I'm kind of at both ends of the spectrum, man. I love my old bikes that are just super duper analog i mean i tour on a 45 year old bmw and (laughs) i love it and but but you better believe i'm like such a such a spoiled brat that i have to have you know my comms and i have to have it all you know (laughs) i have to have my music and everything in my helmet and you know so that's a little bit of a cheat from the for the vintage folks but i love it and so i'm a huge gadget nerd so as much as i love my old bikes i love to geek out on the new stuff too so even though like i like i said a minute ago chopper town is mostly you know v twin folks i still love i still love bringing up this kind of stuff i love i love exposing them to it you know i don't know if they follow it and a lot of them are a little bit more conservative and are definitely more you know straightforward bikers Mm -hmm. but I think this stuff is neat. I think it's interesting. I think it has the potential to save lives. I think riding more comfortably in any capacity, whether that's a better piece of gear, a better piece of tech, a better seat. I mean, anything as simple as that, riding more comfortably makes you a better rider. Which yeah, means Somebody which has means to ho- do it. <laughs> which means hopefully somebody from point a, some, somebody will get from point A to point B and make it in one piece. <laughs> so uh, talking about uh, new stuff, uh, where do you weigh in on the the e-bikes or like uh, what's the new one? Uh, the new one that they had they just unveiled is it the Segway? Uh, yes. 
Yeah. So I'm a huge e-bike fan. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of anything on wheels, clearly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I am a big e-bike fan, though. I've had the chance. I had the chance to ride an e-motorcycle from a company called Bramo mm-hmm. several, oh, yeah. several, several, several years ago. And it was just it was just a smile machine. It was a giggle machine. I loved it. I had a ball on it. And ever since then, I've just had the bug. I think they're super cool. I wish the price point would have come down by now. And I think that that really is the bar to entry for, for many, 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 many price consumers. Price point or infrastructure? This price is part of our discussion. Yeah. Like, like the bar, like a part of our earlier discussion was, is the bar price point or is it infrastructure? Like I the, think the, the like charge sure. okay because like what yeah, about charging I, stations across country I mean exactly but here's the thing is that 50% of Americans live in cities so the whole idea of anybody taking these bikes and going on a trip cross country that's not really the reality of the average American consumer now are there people that wish to do that and would like to do that sure absolutely I've ridden across America I've ridden across Europe like I do big trips but most consumers in this country do not most consumers in Europe and Asia do not so I hear what you're saying but I'm also like, that's not really the reality of what these vehicles are going to be used for. And you're seeing the majority of them that come out don't even look like that. They, they look like sport bikes. They're meant to be used. They're meant to have their next rung. They're meant to go from zero to 60 in less than three, three seconds. And they're meant to kick ass at, for short periods of time. So and tell us, tell us about the, the Damon. Now it's a new bike, right? Yes. So the Damon has just been burning down my internet um, this whole week at CES. It came out of left field for me. I like to think I'm usually pretty on the ball for paying attention to like what's coming up next. And this just came out of nowhere um, for me anyway. It is a company. They are from Canada. They are pretty. I thought they were pretty early in development, but I think these bikes. I think these bikes are coming to market in 2020, which is bonkers. But the neat thing about this bike is. Is they're saying that this is still a hundred plus mile per hour machine and it's gonna have a two hundred mile range. We have not Ooh. seen that from I'm sorry, could you do the stats one more time? A hundred plus mile what? A hundred plus miles per hour, and they're saying that it will have a two hundred mile range. And two hundred horsepower. Hell yeah. too. And what's the price point that they're coming in on for that? They're not releasing numbers yet, but they will definitely be in the twenty to thirty thousand dollar category. Yeah. That is where well, like, everybody... like the first zeros that came out. That's that's comparable it's to the a, first zeros, yeah, right? It's a good looking bike too. It's a yeah. super, super hot bike. It looks great. It's got a lot, a lot of tech on board that I'll get to in just one second. But all of the e-bikes that are in the motorcycle type category, not e-bikes that are in the bicycle type category. There are two very distinct categories in e-bikes. So you have to be kind of careful which one you're referencing. But in the e-bike motorcycle category, they all live in twenty dollars to $30,000. The battery technology just has not been able to keep up and be at a price at a, at a reasonable price yet. I think the reason why Livewire from Harley-Davidson took so long to actually come to the dealerships and to come to be is because they released it in 2014 they released it only to you know super cool influencers and media and they did like rides around new york and they took these sexy photos with it and then it just like 
disappeared. And nobody, I mean, it was gone. It like ghosted everybody. Nobody knew where the hell this bike went. It was sexy. See you later. I think they were sitting on it this long because they were really hoping for the battery tech to come around because in 2014, that bike was guesstimated to be in the low 30s, thousands of dollars. Um, and it still is. It still is a $30,000 bike. So I think that they sat on it for four years you know, lighting a candle, praying. They got into bed with Alta. That fell through. They developed their own research and development center out in Silicon Valley. They really were trying um, several different ways to skin that cat, and nobody's really come up with it. So well, and they the- had to, re- they, but they had to release the bike because e-bikes are so hot right now. I think finally they just realized they they have to come to market with it and just and just roll the dice and see who snaps it up. Now, is it for every man and every woman? Of course not. It's a $30,000 bike that only goes barely 100 miles. Like, let's not be crazy. But for collectors, I mean, this is a hot proposition. The first e-bike Harley Davidson's ever made, collectors are going to snap this bike up. Um, But anyway. So, and the the thing to note here, the thing that's getting our attention is that it won the CES Innovation Award. Absolutely. So the Damon did, not the live. Yes, the Damon did. The Damon Damon Hypersport that was released at CES, the reason why it's caught so many eyeballs, particularly, I mean, obviously out here in motorcycle land is because it's just kick ass, but it's got all these rad functions to it. They're claiming 200 miles. Nobody has been, nobody has claimed that yet. 200 miles of range, that is. Nobody has been, been able to hit that number yet. It also has full adjustability electronically on board on the fly. You can literally change your riding position from like an aggressive, you know, clip-on style tuck-in sport bike position to sitting all the way up in a sit-up straight, you know, like tour riding position. Like you can do that with a hydraulic triple tree or something? The bar, yep, yep. The bars raise, cool. the handlebars straighten out, the, uh, the foot pegs straight come forward and aft. It's just really, really impressive. And then it won, as you just had mentioned, the CES Innovator Award, which CES is a global, global, a huge, massive electronics show that covers everything. And the biggest segment of whiz bangs there easily are things that are in the cell phone and gaming gadget technology. Mm-hmm. So for a motorcycle to take that Innovator Award is a huge deal for this year. Well, and the really amazing thing about it is if you press the B button, it will turn into a yellow Camaro. No, I have to admit when I watched the video, I absolutely had like Transformers on the brain. It's 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 a real. They've got a, some really neat video and footage floating around about it. It's a really hell of a neat thing. I I strongly encourage your your listeners to go on the Google box and go check it out. It's really really neat and. Um, I mean, my oh, here's my only thing for me personally is that there already are kind of a decent amount of sport bike styled e-bikes in the motorcycle category, and I'm like, where's the rad like, you know, where's where's like a scooter or where's a rad you know something that you yeah. tour on or so or like a standard is what I should say, not like a scooter but like a standard. Where's just Bagel a kick-ass retro-styled bike that's that's electronic. <laughs> like, where is that bike? Right. Um, but again, I think it's because they're in that twenty to thirty thousand dollar range, and they have to be. They've got to fish for the consumer that will open their wallet to that. A twenty thousand dollar sport bike isn't that big of a deal to sport bike dorks. You know, that's a Ducati. That's that's not a I'm huge a big deal to them. <laughs> so, um, 
I, you know, I think that that's the, I think that that's unfortunately that's also the the bar to entry for design, is that, you know, that's where that lives is up in twenty to thirty thousand dollars. So now here's where I'm interested is that I'm more I'm actually more interested in the two to three thousand dollar e-bike bicycle category so to me these are the smaller bikes that have kind of a cool retro style they've got like big knobby tires chunky tires on them they got like a flat bench seat they're really cool looking they're really like utility looking um there's tons of them in europe there's a couple of american companies that are building them one's called super 73 Mm -hmm. they're just about everywhere right now um there's just there's a lot of really neat bikes in that range and that's what really interests me only because that's easier to get into people's hands and and by by people's hands i mean people who don't normally ride motorcycles that's college kids price tag that's you know bopping around town to go run groceries that's i'm gonna leave my car at home and take this commuter scooter out and go you know i live in new york or in a city center which like i said half of americans do (laughs) so so to me that's what really interests me is bikes that are in that category not that i don't find it all very interesting but I just would like to see more growth versus keeping it at this very, very privileged high end twenty to thirty thousand dollar range. And unfortunately, um, you know, we're, we're just not there. Nice. Well, I wanted to um, thank you for coming on and sharing. Uh, and I want to encourage our listeners to check out, you know, your your videos. So, can you tell everyone where to subscribe? Yeah, so I am over. My main platform is going to be over on Facebook. It's at Chopper Town. It's all one word. They've got a Facebook page. We're at 2.5 million followers. I do weekly or twice a week, usually, news programs over there. For 2020, I'm stoked because I'm kind of up in the ante. I've got some new software on my laptop. I'm kind of trying to add a couple more production elements to it. And I'm going to set up a studio in my garage. I've got a workshop here in Louisville, Kentucky. I do actually work on bikes, and I don't just talk about them. Um, so I've got a really neat garage downtown, and I want to do a monthly show, either putting a bike together, taking a bike apart, some sort of skill set do it um i know right so so yeah so so that's what i'm bringing to the table for 2020 and those will be all over on chopper town facebook they also will eventually be migrated (laughs) over to our youtube page but i just i i leave that to the uh, the, to the other tech tech to figure all that stuff out (laughs) i just shoot live i don't really do like saving and editing that's why i love live video like like i say it it's done you move on anyway so they'll end up on youtube eventually and i'm working with a production company out in your neck of the woods out on the west coast about doing a podcast so i'll be jumping into the i'll be jumping into the podcast boat as well all right Awesome. Well, make sure you hook up with us. We'd love to do some cross promotion and help people find your channel there. So there you go. Um, Jackie Van Ham, you can find her at the Choppertown Daily Moto News. And I I suggest you go check it out. She's she's got her hands in everything. Flat track racing, e-bikes, Dakar, choppers. She's everywhere. So I wanted to thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me out here. This is Jackie Van Ham, your girl in the know for all things motorcycle. Yeah! It's like you've done this before or something. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And thank um, you so well, much. hopefully we see you at uh, Laguna Seca yeah. this coming year. Maybe we'll be no, at, we're going to be at Vintage. Days. Oh, we'll be at Vintage Days. Oh, yeah, well, we're going to be okay. at Vintage. Are you going to be at Mid Ohio? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're coming out to the dirty. Have you guys come out here yet? Oh, oh yeah, every yeah. year. Oh yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Well, good. Okay.
okay, so you know, you know the whole drill out here. We, I love it when people have never come. Okay, let, let's. And I'm like, let's put I'm it like, on the spot. I'm like, you better brace yourself. It is just too much. It is out of control that rally. Right. So we'll look for you there. Awesome. Thank you so much for All having right. me on, guys. All right. Thanks again. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 She's got so much so to much say energy. about everything and so much energy. Mm-hmm. And I love she, it. You, you can That's find why her. She's like, got a channel. She's five channels. She can, she'll be commentating at um, flat track races, or, I mean, she's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and super so, yeah. nice person. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. really cool. Um, I wanted to give everyone the opportunity, though, to talk about some of their other favorite vlogs, blogs, pods, and YouTube channels. Does anyone here have uh, something they want to share? Oh. Yeah, well, we'll get to Misa too. We will. <laughs> we will. Um, we have a guest. We have a new guest. I wanted to uh, let me share some of my favorite. Um, I've been going down the YouTube rabbit hole lately. Oh boy. Yeah, um, and I've discovered some some great. Did you uh, buy anything? Because you usually buy <laughs> stuff when you go down rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do right. Um, one I've been enjoying lately on YouTube. It's uh, beards and bikes. And it's also known as SRK Cycles. And they're out of, I believe it's Pennsylvania. And it's um, it's a guy a lot like Phil who has his own uh, oh, store you, where he run, he sells used bikes. You mentioned this. Yeah, he's yeah. a used bike guy. <clears throat> yeah, and so he's always trying out bikes and reviewing them and doing crazy stuff like trying to ride a $400 bike, you know, on a, on a you know, 1,100-mile trip. Um and, but he's also sharing when he makes mistakes um, or oftentimes, and this is fascinating to me, he'll take his camera with him when he goes to the auctions and bidding on the bikes there. And now you don't know what you're getting. A lot of these bikes look clean and perfect, but you don't know until you get it back to the shop what you got and how mm-hmm. a lot of times he, he'll lose. People bid right. bikes up, and then he's but he's like looking at it going, Well, it's selling for six grand, but its retail is only like 69. I don't, you know, there's no meat on the bone here. Um, but then other times you get a good deal. Sometimes he'll have a bike, like I was mentioning, there was a CBR 300, right? That looked clean and it had only had like it was like 180 or it was very low miles on it, but the engine wouldn't turn over, he didn't know what the deal was and so he had to take it to a mechanic and they pulled the engine apart and the i don't know how but the 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 valves had pummeled the piston into pieces so when they took the head off there was no piston wow it was in pieces at the bottom of the engine worst timing issue ever (laughs) i have no idea how that happened minor detail darling it's a minor detail (laughs) but it's like minor that's what they call interference no compression (laughs) he shares like basically um you know to be in the in that business and the risks that you take and the people that you sell to and his customers and i the thing i like about him he's there's no pretension he's he shares when he messes up and um you know he makes a mistake he'll share it uh he's not putting on to me he just seems like just a genuine real dude and for some people out there you will like the fact that every video he does a bible quote some 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 people like that yes yeah no he um yeah that's something that's important to him and he shares that and i find that um it you know it it adds in the video he does his little quote and it usually you know pertains to something that's going on um so that's beards and bikes also srk cycles it seems like he changed the name at some point his store is srk cycles another one that um i think uh, a lot of people have probably seen, but maybe not. Don't know what it's called. Is Fortnite? Have you guys heard? Yes. of Yes. 
Hmm. Fortnite. You're Canadian. He's Canadian. He's a Canadian dude um, who does all sorts of reviews and comparisons and all sorts of stuff. Um, one of my favorite ones is when he tried to kill a KLR. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I heard about you that You heard one. about this one. It was like an 88 or 89 beautiful condition KLR. <laughs> and he took it out. It looked like it was like an old quarry or something in Canada. And he he tried to like, you know, run the engine like it tops but like red line as long as he could he left it in a lake overnight (laughs) he was just crashing it just kept crashing it and tried to kill it at one point he was doing some gnarly jumps and he like tabletopped onto like a rock and broke the uh broke through the engine case it was like a fist-sized hole yeah 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 all the oil came out he kept riding it oh yeah no a (laughs) beer can and some uh jb weld jb weld Put it back together. Kept riding I love JB Weld. I fixed bikes with that before. Um, he yep. just, yeah, he just, just tried his best to kill this this old KLR and just showed that like they really can take a beating. Uh, he's got a lot of other um, interesting videos, um, but Fortnite is another one that I uh, really like. And then um, the last one I've been watching lately. This is a this is a weird rabbit hole to go down. But I don't know how I got onto this. Um, but I discovered the Inja. It's like the Ninja, but with no end. The Inja. Inja. The Inja. I N J A. You're a wanker, Inja. Inja yourself. He bought a Chinese electric motorcycle. Okay, very good. And he has a series of what uh, could possibly videos go wrong with that about <laughs> the yes about this. First, it starts out with, "Hey, this is so exciting! I got this new bike, and here's the unboxing of it." And that's one video. And then there's the, "All right, got everything sorted out. Now we're taking it for the first ride," you know, kind and of then, thing. Then the feet. And then it's like, huh? They... Something doesn't seem right with this. <laughs> I thought I ordered the bigger battery and the bigger uh, motor, but it. He's, the buyer, the uh, seller told me to do like 95 miles per hour and I can only get it up to 35. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another video that's a follow-up where he's in communication with the seller who's being all vague and like, huh, what? <laughs> and then there's and yet another video where he's like decides, I'm just going to take it apart and see if I can replace all the parts. And it's just kind of a fascinating, he's talking about rabbit hole. He's just not giving up on this thing. And I love watching him just still hold out hope. <laughs> just still hold out hope. How many episodes Chinese electric, in? I, you know, I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's happening right now. I think it's current. Um, so the Inja, I'm just, I'm, I'm just loving oh God, that's funny. this guy. <laughs> Who else has got some that they're... I've got, I mean, I've got a couple. Um, and one is motorcycle. One, one is motorcycle related, and the other one is not. So you'll have to forgive me. Wait, I thought we were um, supposed to do all motorcycle related. No, it's just entertainment. No, it's just when you said that, I didn't know what kind of porn you were so, going to bring. Motorcycle. Has anybody seen? Um, Real car reviews where yes. they review bikes. Oh God, they are Those so are funny. funny. Huh. So Real Car Reviews, he does a great one with the GS five hundred hmm. Suzuki, oh, and wait, another one uh, regular car reviews. regular car reviews, and he does another one with the Hayabusa, which is just out of this world. That's the most regular car reviews. He's great. Um, 
But the other one, and I've, I've kind of been binge-watching him, not just on YouTube, but on Facebook video as well. Crazy Russian Hacker. <laughs> he's wonderful. <laughs> if you haven't seen Crazy Russian Hacker, he is great. He'll get these um, army field food supplies from 20 years ago and just eat them and oh. see what happens. And oh. here are you, there's some weird gadgets, you know, that it'll turn your phone into a hologram projecting device and um, <laughs> something that'll turn a hard-boiled egg into a stormtrooper's head. <laughs> Just bizarre stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's so enthusiastic about everything. Everything's just great, and uh, let's see what this is all about. It's wonderful. <laughs> you know, it's a great way to kill a couple of hours. What you got, Nock? Oh, yeah, there's one called The Workshop, and this is actually hosted by a Jordy. Jordy? Why I, man? <clears throat> yeah, and uh, his name is Matt Hudson. He's got a channel <laughs> that's been up for a while, and he does these videos from boring and mundane as what's a bearing, how do bearings work, to, like, uh, four strokes, why they're shite. <laughs> two strokes, <laughs> why they're shite. Part one, part two, and part three. Wow. Wankles, why they're shite. <laughs> Aside from that, he's an actual engineer, and it seems to know uh, what he's talking about. And uh, and he's British. Oh, the imperial system is shite. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, he's been around for a while, and right. he's a little salty. That's why I like about him. And he's a Brit. But uh, he'll go into some of the technical explanation of why you know uh, why certain kinds of motors suck because uh, they're inefficient somehow right. or some way. No. What's that, what's no. that called again? The workshop, and it's by Matt Hudson. Uh, he uh, also has a Facebook page. I don't know what it is, but like, right, yeah, it's and interesting. The, the northeast of England, there's there's got a great tradition of engineering up there. Yeah. So um, a lot of shipbuilding up there. So mm-hmm. um, he's got some history, I'm sure. Jim, what you got? Uh, I give just a couple of quick shout outs. Uh, one, I think everyone's probably familiar with, but I haven't heard it yet, is uh, motorcyclist online MC Garage. With Ari Henning and Zach Cordes. Oh, on two oh, wheels. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and those are great. I mean, they've got videos comparing bikes side by side. Like, anyway, so they got... Oh, one, one of my favorite ones was comparing the Versus 300 and the CRF250L. Uh, I was going to bring that one up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, rallying through the dirt on those. So those are great. And MC Garage, is a, it's, it's some of the best simple explanations of complicated things and then very basic things. So I think if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Those are real good. Um some of the other ones I've been looking at, let's see, what else did I have here? Oh, One Down Media with our friend Carmen. Yes. Yeah. Um, so is it Carmen Gentile? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we had him on the podcast a while back. He uh, blindsided by the, by the Taliban is his book. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Fascinating story. And um, I actually just follow his journalism as oh, well. Oh, that's right. He got shot in the face by a missile mm-hmm. that didn't go off. Yeah, oh. RPG. Yeah, wild. Yeah, right. And, uh, <coughs> and he's a great storyteller and a great writer. So he's... Uh, Banded together with some other other people, and they have a thing, uh, One Down Media, it's called, and then they have... Uh, and that one would be, it's actually a blog where you can subscribe and you get sent these stories. Bike Drop, I think it's called. And you might find me in there. Really? Mm. Yeah. I think I did see Eliza quote in yeah. there. Yeah. But, uh, but great, fascinating stories, so those are all good. And then one last one I'll throw out uh, on Instagram, it's a, just a, a guy, Hello Engine is what it's called. No. Oh, uh, those guys from, yeah, the these, Desert Sleds. These guys are They down. are wild. Yeah. And, and, and they, they, there's some big shenanigans. But just check that out. Hello 
engine, what it's called, and they build a lot of these desert sled bikes, like the '60s, you know, British bikes we've been talking about. And they're, they, I think, they associate with like Hell on Wheels MC and some other things. But they throw some good parties down in the but desert. But you know, the attention and, to detail on those bikes—it's—it's it's fantastic. And not only it's not stock necessarily, but it'll be like this guy's race bike from no, 1967. No, but it's stock of the time. Yeah, with the same like speedy Gonzalez in a sombrero, you know, riding a piece of cheese across a gas tank or something. <laughs> right. Shit, you know what I mean, like, but but from that era so those are some i like to follow anyway nice so what do you got bagel <clears throat> well i've got a couple of uh scooter blogs uh first is the one called uh scootin old school uh which is scootin scootin <coughs> old school with uh school spelled with a k dot wordpress.com now uh, this is run by a friend of mine Oren o'neill up in the pacific northwest and uh, he talks all kinds of stuff about uh scooters scooter news new scooters um Old scooters, anything that's related to scooters, uh, and, and he's posts pretty frequently on there. So it's interesting, uh, interesting blog. Uh, there's another one uh, that's called uh, ScooterLounge.com, uh, where he, uh, another guy runs a, a uh, blog called Den of the Vespa, which is a uh, more of a vintage Vespa uh, theme blog. Uh, there's also a couple of people who've been on our show before. Uh, there's Wandering Tyson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At uh, WanderingTyson.com, where he posts about his uh, journeys by a scooter. And uh, then there's 250superhero.blogspot.com. Yeah, Stephanie Yu. Stephanie Yu. And uh, last but not least, there is also the wanderingwasp.blogspot.com. Juvina. Yep. Yeah, I know her too. She was in Werwer. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Very cool. Yeah. I had no idea you like scooters, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised. I have a, a passing uh, you know, fascination with them. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> Tralala. Yeah. Well, and I found a new one today. Oh? Yeah. It's called. 808 YouTube. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y-E-W. Whatever YouTube. could it be? Whatever could it be? And I found uh, it very... She's shitty. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as this podcast, I'll tell you that. <laughs> in fact, we have the owner of 808 YouTube here in studio. Woo-hoo! Wow. It's Misa. Oh, yeah. hi. Hey. Thank you so much right for having hello, me. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> you guys are all so wonderful. I found out about you guys on on Instagram where this guy named Cafe Moto X sent me a, a mm-hmm. message and he goes because I, I posted his thing as well I just started listening to podcasts I never mm-hmm. really did that before and he goes oh you gotta check this one out and they're right in Santa Cruz and I was like what? <laughs> and I'm like I've lived here for like two three years and I don't have that many friends <laughs> or you know not even writing friends we have a bunch know? more now yeah yay so I gotta say Misa when you arrived we were standing in the parking lot next door and Liza comes running across and she said you're gonna see <coughs> something in a minute the most perfect amalgamation of rider and bike you've ever seen I was getting excited <laughs> but what's gonna come around the corner and then you came around the corner on your tricked out gram and Which, you, by the way, is a perfect proportionate bike for yeah. you. It is a Grom sized human, Grom. It is yes. the perfect. I am a Grom sized human. <laughs> it's the perfect amalgamation of rider and bike. And it is tricked out. It's got a oh, yeah. top case oh, yeah. and uh, suspension and mirrors. And uh, was that a touring windshield? <laughs> <laughs> and sliders everywhere. Like a stunt bike. It's got stunt bike sliders, sliders on, on the side. Because like, I drop engine. it a lot. <laughs> 
You can pick it up yourself. That's all, you know. Yeah. And uh, so you have a YouTube channel where you talk about your Grom. Yeah, but I, I kind of retired from that. But I started a long time ago, like around 2008. And there are not too many what we call moto vloggers then. So we kind of have a camera in our helmet and we talk while we're riding. So you can see where we're riding. And you cover things besides your Grom sometimes, I found. Uh, like? I, was, I think I, wasn't it a workout video? She did a deep dive. Was that a workout video? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the internet. What? You're what out there. Uh, You're out oh, there. Not. Oh, oh. Wow. It's your pole dancing and motorcycle gear. Thank you. That's awesome. No, thank you. I love it. <laughs> no, trying to forget that past. No, Eliza showed that up. <laughs> that, right up. that is awesome. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm looking forward to your guys' uh, naked ride. Or pole dancing. <laughs> we, yeah, we can include oh, they, pole they dancing. They don't allow pole dancing end. on the naked ride. Oh, okay, okay. No, we that can makes it illegal. It. We can include it at the end. <laughs> New jousting division of the naked ride. Rose, you've done the naked ride before, haven't you? I have not. Ooh. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, now I'm, now I'm. We are both here. naked ride virgins. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. I don't think Raymond has done it. No, no, I've I'm, I've got the clearance from the family. Oh. All right. oh. How'd you bring that up with the kids, by the way? <laughs> so. It's coming up, I believe, the 25th. 25th, oh, I think, wow. yes. Of January. I'm not ready. Ah. <laughs> You're, you can never okay. be ready for the naked ride. How naked are, are we literally? Gloves, helmet. Yeah, boots, gloves, helmets. This is, that's this all is. that's required by law. This by is, law. <laughs> this is not illegal. You can wear Here gloves, in Santa too. Cruz. Yeah, <laughs> we can walk around nice. naked too. Yeah, but, right. yeah. Um, in Santa Cruz, it's legal. You cannot wave your junk. Hence, the no pole dancing, but <laughs> no, no lewd, no, no exhibitions. Yeah, <laughs> but it is perfectly legal. And I believe, at least last year, they hopped on the freeway. <gasps> oh yeah, what makes it oh, worth? Yeah. All right, you do it every year, Emma. And I do it every year. And I got the only injury last year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was that the burn? The yes. Burn. <laughs> 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 did you get a little close to the... Uh... Well, I, I did it on my Motoguzi, and I burnt both my knees <laughs> oh, on the yeah. back of the cylinder yeah. head. Yeah. I, I, tend to, I tend to, like, hang on with my knees. And... Yeah. yeah. Well, I cannot go on a freeway. Oh, my little grom. Really? Well, I well, think we can, we can escort you in the right exactly. lane. It does. It'll, it'll do 65, right? right? You. It, Misa, if you get yeah. pulled up on the well, free, pulled over on the freeway, <laughs> naked on your grom, the fact <laughs> that you're on a one two five is going to be the least legend. Of <laughs> legend. But this was this was highway highway one, I think that that the red was on, right? Yeah, so it was and like it's fifty miles an hour top. Okay, and okay. it's just uh, one, exit. one exit. I just it's don't want to hold you guys. Oh, you oh, no. Oh, come, no, no, oh no! I think the slower you go, the better, too. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, bike no, loves me. Yeah, I no, think no. it'll love me a lot after like naked ride. <laughs> oh. For the women, I recommend putting some saran wrap on the seat. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just I can't, I'm laughing a little too hard. <laughs> there's been learning experiences. I'm just saying. That, that's how it works. Just because it happened to you doesn't mean it happens to no. everybody. Dude. <laughs> 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 
You may need hold on, counsel. hold on, Knock. You're still muted. Sorry. No, Mo- Moti left the Shroud of Turin on my seat. Oh, no. <laughs> it took me a year to find the right balance of chemicals to get that off. It, like it can be quite print. alkaline. <laughs> So much power between a woman's legs. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that, you fucks. No. So you've been riding this uh, Grom for quite a bit? Yeah, I got it um, even before, you know, uh, it was available. I mean, I Wait, I bought it I bought it sight unseen because I wanted the ground. Oh, I heard I about it, but it didn't arrive yet to the dealership. So I oh, ordered. Wow. I had to order it because I had to get on a waiting list. So mm-hmm. I was yeah, one of pre-order. The, nice. Yeah, I was one of the first few people to get it on Oahu. And is nice. it easy wow. to get a lot of parts and accessories for it? Um, I I thought it was easy because mm-hmm. I hear you're cheating. Cheating. Where are you getting some of your parts from? Oh, some of it was from uh, We Bike. We Bike. Yeah, that's a, a company in Japan. Ah, there you go. go. <clears throat> from Japan. Think, yeah. That's cheating. <laughs> no, so th- they have a lot of parts for it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not really tricked out. I mean, the other Hawaii Groms are so much more tricked out than mine. Yeah, but nevertheless, I mean, you've got a very nice Tanaka exhaust system on it, and you've got a Tanaka juice box on it as well. All in suspension. Yes. Custom seat, I thought. Yes. Yeah, custom custom seat. screen. Top box. Custom mirrors. Six sliders. <laughs> Six sliders, yes. Yeah, man. Three for each side. Windshield, mirrors. You got, uh, yeah, you got a lot of stuff. And I never did stuff to my former bikes before. And I uh, had a little um, kitty glitter bow. Yeah. <laughs> So, how did you get start started riding? Oh, um, well, I had friends that said, "Oh, you should start riding." I was like, "No, not me. Are you crazy?" And then I, mm. I just see other women riding, and I was like, "Oh, maybe that I yeah. could do that." And then I, I heard this representation. Other, is important. I heard this other woman talk, and she was a lot older than me, and she was so excited about talking about her experience. And I was like, "Hey, if that little old lady can ride, then..." I can't. Hey, I resemble you that. <laughs> and I was thinking little about you, Liza. Oh, that's nope. <laughs> but I was like, wow. I mean, you know, if someone other was, other people didn't inspire me to write, but this woman did because I felt like more. I could relate more to her because mm-hmm. she was little. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it was. And then the Grom turned out to be this really, really cool, popular bike. <laughs> well, I started off with a um, Virago, then I had the Ninja 250, <laughs> mm-hmm. then I had a dirt bike. And then I had the Grom, and then I was like riding the Grom all the time, and I left the Ninja at home, so I sold everything else and I kept nice. the Grom. Yeah. Nice. It's a great bike to have. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to keep uh, YouTubing? Uh, people keep asking you to post videos, but I'm uh, you should taking do a, a break. You should do an updated pole dance video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was 10 years old. I want to see your moves now. You did have some moves. You were no... Uh, <laughs> We might, we might know the same people is what Jim's trying to say. <laughs> it, was, it was very enjoy. It was fun to watch. It was very entertaining. Oh, thank you very much. That's very brave of you, I'll say. Nice. Well, and you have a little experience riding in the dirt, I saw. Yeah, I had a dirt bike for a little short while. Yeah. Because uh, we got some good dirt bike riding out here. Oh, you know. really? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> in fact, Jim found one of the best roads in the world it could be 
I think other people found it before I did. Sure. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, Jim. Raymond, for example. You were so excited this weekend when you you came to me like I, I there and there's been a, this road we've heard about we've been wanting to find he went down and found it we're just going to call it Ralph's Road for now we'll call it Ralph's Road I think Ralph's that's road. the moniker yes. we don't we don't make it too too popular but it is one of the most scenic beautiful dirt roads you'll mm. ever find yeah it was um, awesome yeah it was more scenic like because we've ridden out in the Sierras by Yosemite and places like that which is mind blowing up at like nine thousand feet. Um, but the scenery along the California coastline is just, it's unbelievable, like world-class stuff. So, yeah, we've been, um, well, we, we go back to Ari Henning and those guys. If you've watched those videos, you've seen them on a dirt road uh, up on California's central coast above Big Sur. Now, Big Sur is a pretty big area, um, the San Lucia Mountains and all that kind of stuff. And the pictures you see are like, oh, my God, it's almost too pretty and stuff like that. And we would always ask people, do you know where this road is? Or, oh, I think it's off you know, this road or that road, but it was difficult to kind of nail down. Mm. Um, but not not impossible, right? So you talk to enough people, and with the help of Google Earth, and yeah. and actually Rob Talbot probably gave us some of the best information, because oh, Rob yeah. obviously knows knows the area as well as anybody, mm-hmm. and told us where to go, not get, where to not get guns pointed at you. And things like <laughs> yeah. that. It's always good. Oh, yeah, everybody's got those stories, and Rob knows. But... Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, so anyway, ended up finding it, and it's a road that runs, um, and there's a number of these roads, but it runs roughly along the ridge line from Big Sur all the way down almost to Cambria. And yeah. I think if you're smart about it, you can ride, actually I know you can, from basically from Carmel Valley Road all the way down to, I'm not sure how far, almost I think as far as you're willing to kind of take it. But it's a lot of, a lot of dirt roads. You have to have some sort of GPS stuff. You have to have maps of some sort because um, it's not hard to get lost but i could see getting lost back there um but it was just phenomenal some of the best dual sport riding i've done ever and there's like free camping and stuff up there right yeah it's like it's like probably like what a lot of the rest of the countries like we just don't have a lot of it so around here. so a lot of it's uh, blm land it's I, national forest yeah oh, I, th- I think okay. these are i think these are the fire roads all along the the mountain peak right their mountain range that go so you're not peak. you're not <clears throat> trespassing on anybody's private land no no and i no, and so i tell you you definitely don't want to be trespassing on people's land because i met ralph back there <laughs> <laughs> and you do not want to roll up on ralph's driveway i'll tell you that but uh what kind of bike did you do this road on ah uh, that's a funny question a funny okay question. So, <laughs> okay i did it uh on on two bikes so uh i had friday off of work so woke up early and through the the uh crf 250 in the back of my truck and drove down there it's about two and a half hours away from here which is kind of a ride but not too far so, because uh, I'd never been there before. And, well, I take that back. I'd been a, maybe a quarter mile down this dirt road on the Africa Twin when I first got it. But I didn't want to go much further because I didn't know what was down there. And I just got the bike and had street tires, whatever. So, I knew where I wanted to go. So, I got up there and loaded the bike. And then I took the CRF 250 out the first day because it's, you know, obviously a lot easier to ride. And... It was just, it was awesome. The dirt was great because it just rained a little bit. There was, you know, there was loamy dirt. There was hard pack, a little bit of like ancient asphalt back in there. Mm. Um, yeah, super fun. But like I said, the views start immediately. So you're up above Big Sur mm-hmm. at about 1,900 feet, um, <clears throat> looking straight down these dramatic valleys. No, the Nasi Frigament mm. to the Nasi Frigi Road goes up there. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Similar to that in the same area, we'll say. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that area is what we're talking about. So I rode from Nascimento Ferguson south, um, 
and explore just all the cool camping sites back there. So it's national forest and it's free dispersed camping. So basically, as soon as you get off the pavement, you can camp anywhere. I mean, obviously, you want people to be respectful and all that kind of shit, but it's like too bad we don't have more of that. Yeah. And, and the camping sites, it's like stuff you see on postcards. Um, it's like, the, like if you've ever been in the Pinte, I put the Pinte up like 2,000 feet. <clears throat> and that's pretty much what all the writing's like. And a lot of times you're looking to the east and it was clear one of the days and I, I you could probably see it at fresno i mean that's how far you can see so anyway i took the little bike up there and just okay. kind of scoped it out and and then you know i started pushing daylight and all that kind of stuff so i came back out came home had to, <coughs> then woke up the next morning at like whatever i wake up early and i was on the road i think again at 7 30 or 8 o'clock but this time i hopped on the africa twin <clears throat> which was a lot more enjoyable so road back down highway one big sur um and this time I rode all the way down to, uh, well, almost to Cambria. So, which is, I don't know how far that is, about two and a half hours down Highway 1. And then there's a dirt road from that area that you can jump back up, um, and it connects to that same trail system. So I had heard about it, and then uh, I ran into this dude, Ralph, that when I was on the little dirt bike on Friday. And this guy was like hardcore, like probably 80 years old. Like, don't mess with this dude. But I ran into him in a nice way, said hi the first day, then actually ran into him when I was down on the coast road about to head back up again. Mm -hmm. We chatted for like 20 minutes, and he gave me all the inside scoop and all this kind of stuff. So actually super helpful. So, yeah, so then yesterday I went just back up from that area down by Cambria, back up a dirt road, um, and next thing you know, you connect back to the same trail system that will take you back to Nascimento. And, and it was just some of the most, it wasn't hard technical wise, which was nice on the Africa Twins. It's the first time I've really taken it off road, kind of in the middle of nowhere by myself. What kind of tires do you have on that? Like 9010 or 6040s? Oh, nice. They're dirt. They're like the yeah. Shinko 805 4s. They're like 5050 or something. They're, they're okay. proper. Yeah, okay. they're proper. Yeah. And you had one like, you had one daunting hill you had to face. It was the first hill too. Yeah. And I'm like, <clears throat> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I'm like, well, I'm all the way. I didn't come all the way down here, turn around. And mm. the only thing that concerns me is like, if I dumped this thing on the hill, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. grab it by the front tire and just drag it back down. But um, <laughs> yeah. whatever. That's motorcycles, though, right? You take chances. So, yeah, yeah just ripped right up. And the bike's super capable, right? It's all between my ears. And uh, yeah. and the bike just hammered up it, no problem. Um, you know, by the end of the day, so that was the first hill. But then there were a number of hills after that, especially if you get off the main road to some of these roads. It's like, you know, a dead end, gate and five miles. Those are the best roads because nobody goes down those. So they're like fresh dirt and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you just brought up something. I realized uh, one disadvantage of the DCT. When you, uh, you stall a bike or crash a bike on a hill. Oh, you can use the <clears throat> You would have the power off and use the transmission for brake. Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of scary. It'll probably do something uh, even cooler anyway. You watch. It'll like, do some like robot thing. It'll be awesome. <laughs> well, but you have the front brake, the parking brake. You can use that. Oh, the parking brake. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. The front brake, same thing, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, it was fun. So, it was nice to put the finally put the Africa trend like really through its paces. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so by the end of the day, I was doing, you know, the hill climbs more in second gear. And just really, because you realize like it's so much of it's between your head. Once it dawned on me, all it is is a big dirt bike. And just keep your eyes up and pin it, and I think it would just jump up everything. Now the cheating part of it is I have the traction control, uh-huh. and I had it on one, so the very least amount of traction control. What's great about that is I never lost power going up a hill, but it kept the bike because you know with all that 
power, it'll step out to the side real quick, especially if you're going over rocks and ruts and a bunch of loose dirt. So it, it kept the rear end from really stepping out hard for the most part. Um, going through the mud, it's like a because I don't have the balls to commit yet. Yeah. Plus, you don't know what the mud puddle is. I've been in a mud puddle where you're like, oh, that's not deep. And next thing you know, <laughs> wow, fuck, it's deep. Stuck. Yeah, right. Things submerged. You're getting immersive. Uh-huh. So I'm right. a little I'm hesitant. The Sarlacc pit now. <laughs> but same again. You know, I, I got a little more comfortable pinning it going through the mud. But man, that bike gets heavy fast in, yeah, in the does. mud. So it also pointed to where I really need to work on where my skill sets need to improve. Well, we're going to go back down. I think we're going to gather a bunch of peoples. I think this will be a great day ride. I'll do it anytime you want. It's fun on the little bike. It's fun on the big bike. And like I said, like you, you, mm. you, you could stop every... Well, you've been on it, right? I mean... Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But was, the, it, was it very ruddy? It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Not oh, bad at good. all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for dirt biking, it was, it was pretty cool. And like I said, if you get off the main road and go down some of the roads that are like have a gates on them, then it's it gets really kind of fun. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. But I would definitely though. I mean, I would turn traction control and ABS off completely when I'm, you do these sorts of things. I think I'll get there. I think once I understand the power more and the weight, I think I'll get to turning the traction control off completely. I think now it keeps me from from having a bad day. Well, on our bikes, you can turn off the rear uh, ABS with the push of a button. Mm-hmm. It was also nice the mm-hmm. little because I used that a little little bit going down, um, and there again it was kind of nice that it would give a little. But I think the more I improve, I think the more I'll be turning that shit off. Oh, here's the other thing I'll throw out. I picked up a uh, what is that called? My oh, I'm fucked button. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so a, a Garmin Inreach Mini. So this is one of those yeah. little satellite beacons that basically, um, oh, yeah. if you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, on a motorcycle and you have a problem mm-hmm. um, or a medical emergency I'll say not a you problem you guys had a show about someone's life that was saved by one of those buttons oh, yeah. yes those we cool. did he went off a cliff or yeah off the edge of the oh road. he had a heart attack that's a heart attack dude a heart, oh, yeah. heart attack guy <clears throat> yes wow. yeah. oh that's right he's out in the middle of nowhere on yes. a ride yeah. had a heart attack and then yeah, push the button and yeah, and but you have to be I think like 160 miles away from home otherwise you know will they will charge you I don't think that's entire. I think he. he with the, with so he said inreach. his kids paid for the extra helicopter coverage. Mm. So they. Yeah. So they. Well, so we, he didn't have to pay for. We that. have helicopter insurance too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's what I recommend. You don't have it. I'm not doing a lot of dirt. I actually had, no. had like well, haven't done any dirt. And then this this what Raymond said about turn off your traction control and your ABS. Why Why would you do that in the dirt? Yeah. Oh. Well, you, b- because you need to you need to allow the rear wheel to slip and slide. Sometimes you uh-huh. don't want it, you don't want the traction control to to kick in. And in the jazz, I don't know if it's the same thing on the Africa Twin. But if I ride it off road and I forget to turn the traction control completely, and I'm on washboards, it kind of loses power. Yeah, yeah. or you I won't mean, go up a hill. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Just it's stop okay. going very up the hill. Yeah. Okay. But as far as the helicopter goes, Rose, mm-hmm. I think there's value even oh, yeah. if you ride street, because yeah. you know uh-huh. the fact of the matter is in the Bay Area. Is traffic is gruesome right. at any time of day. And if you are going to wad up a motorcycle, <laughs> the chances are it's going to be bad. And you know, they want to life flight you yeah. out. So, and that will bankrupt you in a hurry I if gotcha. you haven't yeah. got. I got it for four reasons. Okay. One, we don't have a trauma hospital here in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. So you automatically Whoa. get life flighted. Forget, for, yeah, forget uh, motorcycle. Just if, if I get hit by a car, or anything, um, you get life flighted too. Going out to Hollister, people get life flighted out of there all the yeah. time. How much yeah. was that a year? Like sixty something. It's like sixty five dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, totally three, 
if you ever do a track day, if you're on the track, okay. they life flight from tracks. Okay. So you need it there. And four, your immediate family is covered also. My parents are old. Yeah. My dad might have a heart attack. It's a lot of really good gets reasons. Gets life flighted or yeah. gets hit by a car. In a car accident, my parents are covered and they get life flighted. I, ha- I have seen your father wandering around vaguely in the middle of the road. <laughs> yes. Oh, so exactly. that is likely. Which company yeah. did you use, Lisa? Well, it started out as the CalStar. They got CalStar. bought by a uh, bigger company. So Air, now it's Air MedCare Network. Air MedCare mm-hmm. Network, yeah. and it covers most of the country yeah. now. And yep. you can upgrade, too, to services where they'll fly you from, like, different countries and shit like that. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I just signed up for that, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you were going to go do the Baja 1000, you could get mm-hmm. a Mexico mm-hmm. upgrade or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's anyway. a good thing to they, have. They fly you home, basically, from wherever you are. But yeah, Dude. but yeah. so that was kind of like mm-hmm. my Christmas gift to myself was, and we had this conversation about riding by yourself. So I did the helicopter insurance, and I did the uh, the in-reach, because sometimes you end up riding by yourself. And I've done it enough that I feel like I've, I've taken enough chances, because I've gone to Mojave by myself, the Sierras by myself. Um, yeah. you know, I did this ride by myself, even though mm-hmm. that someone eventually it's would, close, have, would but have come still. upon me. Um, Someone with a gun will find you eventually. Yeah, but, I, but you know, there were some of these little side shoots I went down that I guarantee you nobody's been down in at least a month. Um, so, so yeah, I figured I would do that. And it was actually kind of fun. So some of the things, so it's really easy to use um, and pretty capable. Like I sent uh, some test messages to friends when uh-huh. I sent to Liza. And what shows up when I text you? It was a picture of you on the toilet in your bathroom. Yeah. I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. I send it a real emergency. That's how I do it every morning. I send that to you. Good morning. Good morning, boo. He's having his Good morning, poo. He's having his morning operation. <laughs> but yeah, so I send a text message, and mm-hmm. it'll, it, it, you can, well, so I send a text message, so it's the message. It also sends a map of where I'm located, like a, a, a real time map, <laughs> Emma. Um, and then it'll also send uh, GPS coordinates, which is pretty dope. So, see if you're like riding out in the desert, like Mojave or somewhere like that, um, you or know, you're sitting on the crapper. Or you're on the crapper. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of uh, landmarks. So that's kind of cool. And then they also have um, a lot of landmarks on the crapper. So it's, it's, <laughs> you can make your own look, there landmarks. <laughs> It sent me a link that when I tapped on the link, it gave me his direct location. As you can see from the map, he's exactly in his toilet. toilet. It's got a hell of a view. (laughs) Thank you, Google Image. It's a shame it doesn't have... Shame it doesn't have a smell of vision. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we got to turn off street view, though. That's what they call intrusive view. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, anyway, back to the thing. So, um, Hold so on. Raymond, you got to go? Thanks for oh, coming, cool. man. Later, Thanks Raymond. for joining us. Ciao, Raimondo. Ciao, 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 Bella. So, uh, yeah, um, so it, you can send text messages. You can send your location. And they make it real user-friendly in the sense that it's it's tiny, but to send a text message, you can have preset text messages. So I'm here or I'm leaving or I'm on the crapper. And just a couple of clicks and you can send those automatically and all of them come with the uh, GPS coordinates. Um, and then the main reason I have it is there's an <coughs> SOS button. Mm. So, you know, if you do end up, you know, really fucked up and you're by if yourself. You run out of toilet paper. Yeah, on the crapper. <laughs> 
<laughs> you imagine I hit that button no, the life and I'm all I'm all texting <laughs> with my thumbs. Paper. I'm out of toilet paper. The, the life yeah. flight, yeah, new roll. Yeah, <laughs> a new bill. And, yeah, the um, life the life flight would land in front of you. Oh, did you bring any paper with you? <laughs> and some uh, grow up Febreze. Um, <laughs> But you hit the SOS button and it's hitting under this little thing, and it counts down from 20. After 20 seconds, it goes to a like a, a call center. I'll say, for lack of a better word, where they will dispatch emergency aid. Sell you antivirus uh, software? Yeah, probably yeah. in tile. Yeah, and um, <laughs> but but it's pretty cool. And uh, so you know, talking about being responsible. Um, if you are going to ride by yourself in remote locations, I think those are the two big ones. A is get helicopter insurance, and B is get the uh, a beacon where someone can rescue you. And one of the things they emphasize when you check it out online and, and read this stuff is you don't use it for minor emergencies, but you use it for really life-and-death situations because one of the criticisms people will give you for riding by yourself in remote areas is that you're jeopardizing other people's safety. By you being out in the middle of nowhere and doing an extreme sport, you know, you're going to put other people's lives at risk, which... But that's why when we do stupid stuff, we go in pairs. <laughs> Except the one time you, you found the guy with a gun, you were alone. But you know, the, the truth is, you don't even have to be doing extreme sports to do it. You know, one of my favorite rides is Highway 25, mm-hmm. and then you take 198 across to Coalinga. Coalinga. And... If you're there in the week, in the middle of the week, mm-hmm. say on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you could wad hard on 198 and nobody would know. Yeah, if you went off yep. the road into the cow pastures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nobody would know um, for a long, long time. Yeah, no, totally. So, yeah, so it was pretty pretty cool. Actually, and that ties in with one of our emails that we got. Yes. Oh, yeah. Are we doing emails? Yes. Do We're doing emails. All right, this one's from, uh, called a writer ID from our buddy uh, Robert Reichenberger. Hey, Robert Reichenberger. Uh, so says, hi, Misfits. Your chat with Dr. Troit was well done. The discussion about carrying emergency contact information rem- reminded me about my old friend at mm, www.idformyhelmet.com. Yeah. Uh, this is a, ch- a cheap, dirt, simple system that has been around for years. I've got one each on each hel- one on each helmet. Uh, I'm such a believer that I used to carry a couple in my tank bag and just hand them out to people. Uh, so thanks for the reminder. I need to order a new handful. Knock, you still have your mom uh, sew your label in your underwear, right? <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> and, and does she put a left and right on each sock as well? I do that myself, thank you. I'm a big boy. I thought you meant on the nut pouch. No, oh, I'm a big boy. I actually on have just one. on the inside? <laughs> oh, no. I actually just have one big nut. <laughs> Custom made of Merkin, the Cyclops. Uh, 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 yeah, so if you decide to go for it, tell Lou Gaston that Bob sent you. He's an old friend. Uh, hoping to meet you folks at the what show next month? Uh, give it the beans, Emma. Yes, I will, and, darling. So what this is is just like a little plastic pouch that you could uh, that has got an self adhesive on there, and you just stick it to your helmet. And it's got a little slip card in there that has your, uh, you know, ice info, contact info, and all that stuff. So inside emergency. the helmet, uh, mm-hmm. uh, outside the helmet, just a little plastic, little huh. slip cover. Uh, I would imagine you could put it inside your helmet, but I think the idea was that uh, first uh, responders could look at your helmet without. They and- always take your helmet off. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, if if I mean, a well, first responder will probably the, take they your put the off. neck brace on you and then they take yeah. your helmet off. But I mean, no, if, if supposed, it, well, yeah. But if it's some random person finds you, and hopefully mm-hmm. they'll find the the decal or whatever okay. before yeah. they do. But yeah. it's just like a, it's just like you know having a having a dog tag, I guess, essentially. <laughs> but it's on your equipment, so yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Thank you very Thanks, much. Bob. I have one here from Brent Vanderweel. It says, "Hey, misfits." It's well, well, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to stop you there. What was his last name? Vanderweel. Oh, yep. that's fantastic. Of the Wheel. Yep. You said Brent that the last time. Brent of the Wheel. We've, we've read emails yeah. from him before. <clears throat> that's right. says, it's me once again. I write to you this time while sitting in sunny central Florida mm. after a week of sitting in conference meetings for work and one full day of a Twisted Road motorcycle rental. Hey, hey. Oh, not go. bad. Biggest learning point of the whole conference? I really need to move out of Iowa. It's, <laughs> it's 75 degrees here and in the 20s with heavy snow back at home. Hey, but uh, he said, I wrote just to let you know that the first sponsor for the Ride to Fight Suicide series has been secured for this year. Nice. Yeah, buddy. He's also going to create Facebook and Instagram pages for the series, and will share them with us once he gets oh, them live. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks for your support in this pipe dream, and I look forward to getting some misfits involved with this project. Where, keep, where, keep fighting and never stop. Yeah, I remember he wrote in asking yep. for advice on how to start. That's yeah. right. I remember. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the name didn't pick up. Mm-hmm. Great, great last name if you like motorbikes. Yes, yeah. indeed. Are you, I'm of the wheel. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Bigel, you have one. Where is this? Uh, what kind of accents is this listener? Well, this is from uh, Adam Robinson. Mm-hmm. Hello, Adam. And he says, some misfits. Adam mm-hmm. from Taos here again. Mm-hmm. Feel free to read this in an East Indian accent. Yeah! <laughs> oh my God. We've Up. never had one of these before. <laughs> After hearing about war war and hearing some old timers talk about winter commuting in upstate New York, I'm curious if y'all would talk more about snow riding and techniques. <laughs> Pretty sure I never want to do it, but would be good to hear about. <laughs> I've crashed in snow. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <clears throat> so apparently we well, don't know. <laughs> it's an acquired skill. I'm getting very hungry for curry <laughs> right now. I was now. wondering. Like I was wondering. I didn't want to be the yeah. one. I had butter chicken earlier. Yes. <laughs> and tikka masala. Even though that's so, totally British. Sorry, go ahead. Adam continues. Uh, or how to inspect, maintain, and ch- tension chains. Ah, yes. <laughs> a few history hold topics would be, shaft would be cool to hear about too. <laughs> Would be streamliners, especially seeing the new Alfa Romeo and BMW concept streamliners, and some World War II European bike war bike stories after Bagel's Heinkel. Hey. Uh, Alfa Romeo motorcycle? Uh, I don't think it's a, probably a car. <laughs> so, yeah, a car. <laughs> but uh, I loved hearing about the technical side of Mike's pit bike lighting issues yeah. and the issue about tuning carbs. Gives more of us backyard tinkerers something to chew on. Mm-hmm. There's always a bunch to Google after each show. Can't wait to get out on the new V45 Sabre. <laughs> Gonna Google how to do that accent. <laughs> y'all, y'all rock. Thanks again. Y'all rock. Come visit. Knock sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, one common misconception when riding in snow that when you crash, you we are told to tuck and roll. That's incorrect. When you crash in snow, you do spread eagle and you flap your arms and legs. <laughs> oh, snow angels! <laughs> yes. snow angels! Yes, yes, I just went down. <laughs> 
So um, I've ridden in snow when I used to uh, live in Boston. I rode you around. Boston. <laughs> Fucking Boston, man. I'll tell you something. I know. I, I you get my get I get, the car. I get my bike out, right? And I'd be heading down the road in the snow. And like, whatever the fuck, right? I'm just right riding, right? What are you fucking doing? Just fucking minding my own business. And then these guys, they go like, you fucking idiot. Like, what? What's the problem? I'm just riding my bike here, you know? In the fucking snow. What's the problem? Jesus. You guys can buy like 10 different accents in that one. Yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm it, loving if, it. If we have listeners in Boston, forgive me, because I'm not trashing yes, you. Forgive this, us. Is, this is factual, mm-hmm. but Boston consistently wins prizes for having the most appalling drivers in the US <laughs> and I think I, I think it's kind of by design you know they move to Santa Cruz they assholes uh, you know they always do like the the left <laughs> turn from the far right lane and well, stuff well, like that's that because the roads in Boston are absolutely insane and, and it, it makes people very very no, is it is it is Boston the place that they were having the big dig yes yes, yes mm-hmm. the big dig and digs. all the rats came out <laughs> <laughs> tens oh, of hundreds, hundreds of thousands of rats came out what's the big dig fascinating uh, the, they were digging a tunnel uh-huh. And once they were getting down underground, it released all these yeah. rats. <laughs> it's this amazing. Thing. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. Knock um, have been fucked in the ass. Yeah, they were made for, yeah, for being a lucky wise guy. They basically no, dug up the town. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I used to ride in, in snow, which is not recommended, um, I would just put my feet out as yeah, like pontoons. Yeah. And you can't lean. You have to go really slow around yeah. the corner yeah. and keep the bike upright as yep. if you had training wheels on. Yep. And uh, yeah, But on the straightaway, it wasn't so bad. You can keep it's balance. Just, it's the turns. <laughs> yeah. But the problem with snow is there's a good chance there may be ice underneath. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Especially you do, if it's on the road. And you do get... I've, I've had... I've run into black ice before. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Right. So would you ride in the car track or in the center? Like, would you ride in the softer part in the center so, or in the car track? Well, it's been plowed. When the street's been plowed. <clears throat> yes. It's not, you're not really, and there you still really... get kind of like a harder packed <clears throat> Yeah, you ride in the harder pack. You definitely. Ride in the hard... So <clears throat> isn't that more these are likely to have tires. ice, though? Well, yeah, it all depends. No, it depends. Because if, if the if the if the wheel tracks are iced over and the center is more snowy, then you might actually get more traction in the center. So that's what I, that's what I was wondering. But but if if the if the wheel tracks are clear and they're just wet, you're right. definitely going to be better. And I will tell you, looks like ice. Okay, well, so I will tell you how to tell. Mm. Um, I mean, back in the day, obviously, I used to drive greyhounds, and yep. everybody knows that. And the way you do it in a greyhound is there are side turn signal lights flash 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 and the rear ones are right above the rear wheels you have dual rear wheels Mm -hmm. on a greyhound and the turn signals are right in there so you're driving along at night put your turn signals on flash 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 and you look at your rear tires Mm. and if there's stuff coming off them it's wet if there isn't you're on black ice However, so how does this apply on a motorcycle, you ask yourself? It's yep. very easy. You look at the car in front, mm-hmm. and you look at it, yeah. his or her tyres, and if there's junk coming off them, you're on a wet road. If there's nothing, you're on black ice. And then the other option is no, you're the person in front. I, I was the person in front at this ride and could not tell. <coughs> you know, there was nothing to, to see ahead. I mean, essentially, I was going too fast, but there, there's, there's that. But I will tell you one of my favorite times to ride is that first snow of the winter yes <laughs> when the ground is still warm enough it's going to melt when it hits the ground but you're riding and it's it's not like freezing cold it's just it's getting you know 
brisk out there mm. and you're riding into the snow falling and it it just looks like like uh, like a video game like or you're something it's crazy the millennium falcon yeah exactly yeah. and it's i oh i love i love riding that that time the first snow is always fun very nice yeah so there you go um i think the answer is get a ural yes yeah (laughs) how do you ride in the snow are you with a ural yep emma you have one there where's this uh yes darling this is from david woodhead and where's he from david um he's actually a yorkshireman Uh, yeah but where's he's from australia ah here Ah. we go hi there miss fitz I recently discovered your brilliant show <laughs> and I've been steadily catching up on all your bloody previous shows on my daily walk around the sunny burbs in Perth, Western Australia. <laughs> sure beats the shitty weather I used to walk around in the UK where I was originally from. <laughs> Comma. <laughs> no, I shall do the Comma? <laughs> yeah, mate. I didn't, know, I didn't know he was drunk. You better get around here with a tire iron. I got a motorcycle stuck up my ass, mate. I know, I shall do it in my... Get it together. I, I'm going to regain my composure. So he has a small collection of bikes. I have a small collection of bikes. I'm in the process of restoring. He has an 84 GPZ 1100 track. Oh, that's a very Love good it. bike. I've had three that's of a them. Very good bike. Um, an 89 Suzuki TS185ER. <clears throat> no idea what that is. Um, it's a little trail bike. Oh, okay. It's a little dirt bike. Nice little, mm-hmm. you know, just little, very angular styling on the ER. Okay. Mm. There's a lot of square edges on it. Um, so it's not it, an ugly bike, but it, it isn't a pretty one either. Is it? A, you said a Suzuki. It's a Suzuki did from, you, did from the eighties with square edges. What? Yeah. <laughs> but it, but a trail bike, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you have a TS down here? Yeah, a but weeks that ago? was that was the previous model. That was a C, so it's kind of rounded. Mm-hmm. Okay. The ERs are very square. Mm. Very popular in the eighties, though. My suspicion is David actually started riding on one of those. That would be my suspicion. What else? What else he got? Um, and he has a 1984 plop-up headlight Suzuki Katana 750. Oh, oh that's nice. a lovely yeah, bike. I like that one. Um, which van. all van. makes a grumpy middle-aged Yorkshireman want to relive his youth. Yeah. Who here in the room has had Yorkshire pudding? Never had Yorkie no. pudding. I have. Oh God, it's mo- it's wonderful. It's the My best Scottish thing. mother-in-law can it. It is the best thing in the world, and it's the simplest ingredient. Is it like figgy pudding? No, it's not. No. Actually, you don't have it as a pudding. Spotted dick? No, it's not. No, you have but it with roast beef. It's a fried bread. What? Kind oh, of. Yeah, I've had that. It's very, very simple it's ingredients, but, but very fried hard dough. to make. It's very hard to make. And okay. the key is... You have to have a very, very hot pan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Use lard. Beef fat or lard. Yeah. Beef fat or lard, and you get it very, very hot. Anyway, we're digressing. Okay. This is my Grandma uses show, Crisco, gonna... I think. Yeah. Um, so he, my fantastic wife bought me the katana as a surprise Christmas present. That's lovely. Wow. Um, and this is the bike I have a question I hope you guys can help me with. Well, we'll do our best, darling. The bike has been dry stored in a shed for about four years. It had a drained fuel tank and carbs. Nice. And has an oil in the crankcase. Nice. My question is, what should I be checking first before I connect a new battery and fire up with fresh fuel? 
Um, the internet is full of advice, for like bugs. pull the plugs and spray oil into the ball. <clears throat> Check for spiders. Mice Check. in the airbox. Exactly. I am. Yeah. So in Australia, they've got this thing called the dunny spider. Oh. And what the dunny spider yep. does is it lives in outhouses and lives in outside toilets. Oh, God, this is getting horrible already. And it, it, <laughs> it lives under the toilet seat. So when yeah. you sit down, it comes out and bites your ass. <laughs> <coughs> is that, is that where the term spider. bites you in the ass comes from? Yes. <laughs> um, why, is, why is everything in Australia trying killing, to kill you? Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, everything on, in Australia is on fire at the moment. So yeah. I hope David's I mean, I, okay. I don't even know if the poor Dunny spider survived. Um, so, um, where were we? The internet is full of advice, like pull the plugs, spray oil into the bores, completely mm-hmm. strip the cars, and did that, yeah. tra-la-la before first starting i will do all these once i know she runs but should i be doing all this before i even know the engine will start and run yes this seems to be a common question these days as a lot of old farts like me are restoring older bikes they lusted after when they were growing up love the snow hope (coughs) it continues for years to come cheers guys aussie david do do they have marvel's mystery oil in australia yes they've got all stuff like that so is that the stuff you got from the museum? The our our in Carmel Valley. Remember that there, there's like the Talbot. Uh, yes, the motorcycle. Moto Talbot. They, yeah, motor. Thank you. And they have they sell like little magic bottle. They call it the magic stuff to put into. That's, well, that's weed oil. That's so, well, <laughs> so, so what we have to consider here is number one the environment. So Perth. I think is pretty dry. Most of Australia is reasonably dry, so I don't think we're going to have much of a corrosion problem. And if it was stored dry, I don't think he's going to have much of a car problem either. Sounds mm-hmm. like. So what my suggestion would be: take the plugs out, which is great, um, and you you really want to just turn the engine over gently before you start cranking on it with the starter. By the crank, right? Is what you're talking about the crank? Well, you can. But I think if this is a truly low mileage bike, which I suspect it is, he didn't mention the the mileage, but I think it's probably an original low mileage bike. Mm. Tell you what I'd do is I'd put it in fourth gear and just turn it over with the back wheel. Just gently turn it over with the back wheel. You just want to get things moving a little bit. But you're going to change the oil first, right? Not necessarily. Or just put a little oil in each Because the concern with any bike that's been stored over time, if any moisture's gotten in there, it'll thicken. Yeah, but we have the mayo. It's in Australia. So it's going to be dry, no moisture. And the the thing is about the GS is they have a window. They have Mm -hmm. a window. So you can look in the bloody window. And if the oil looks good, Mm -hmm. it's worth taking a risk just to start it. Because the thing is, if you've got oil that's full full of mayo... Mm-hmm. You need to get the engine warm enough to get, get it, it out. all out. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so what I would do, what I would do, David, is thus: fresh fuel in it. Um, don't forget that the 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 katana's got prime on the thing. So in order to fill up the carbs, you'll have to put it on prime. So um, just take one drain plug out, put it on prime until the oil gas starts dripping out to make sure it's actually flowing through the petcock so you're not wasting your time put your plug back in fill up the carbs plugs out fourth gear just draw it through a couple of times on the rear wheel and i'm not even sure whether to put any oil down the bores i 
if it turns right? up, yeah, I mean, if it turns, if, if the engine mi- has been sealed, even if it's just some WD forty just to coat the walls, yeah, <laughs> can't, can't hurt, can it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, you don't want to put anything heavy down there. Yeah. Maybe right. just a tiny squirt of WD forty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but just turn it over really gently to make sure it turns. Put your plugs back in, off you go. Yeah, just just so you don't have dry metal. Bob's dry your metal. uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bob's you your uncle. But like, you don't it, want those piston rings to scrape. Yeah. yeah, the 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 only thing is with that katana is it's got an enrichment circuit, and it does kind of pull up the idle quite a bit when it's on choke. You know, they're always like about three thousand revs. So <laughs> when you when you when you pull out the choke and the engine actually starts and my guess is it'll kind of start on two and then go on to three and go on to four before it starts to scream just kind of work the choke lever a little bit so you kind of keep the revs down so it's not like screaming at about 4,000 revs until the oil's had a chance to get out of bed because just because the oil pressure lights out it doesn't mean it's all the way up to yeah. the top yet. Now, what so, what about the possibility of, of draining what's in there, um, filling it up with something that's going to dissolve the gunk, like some kerosene? Or I don't something. think there's going to be any gunk in there. You're going to be worried about yeah. that. Yeah, okay. not like, no. Uh, Obviously, I'd be worried about like actually what we were talking about earlier was like check the airbox make sure nothing's nested in right. there right mm-hmm. so. that's the most likely scenario yeah. in Australia is having critters living in it mm-hmm. one of the things I found on a lot of bikes of this age <clears throat> rubber is the thing that goes bad doesn't oh, matter yeah. how well you store it rubber's gonna go bad yep. get the bike running and then I always right. test the carburetor boots by spraying starter fluid around it when it's running to mm-hmm. see if it yeah. sucks any in right and the brake lines are gonna be <clears throat> terrible yeah. and the tires are gonna be terrible and and the fork seals are going to be terrible. Or the uh, in the carburetor, the um, diaphragm. Diaphragm. Yeah. Maybe. Rubber. Rubber engine is seals. your enemy here. Yeah. Engine seals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I think he's probably onto a good thing. And those pop-up headlight katanas are rare. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <clears throat> they oh, really cool. are rare. No, that's a very nice bike. Well, there you go. Um, Congratulations on your new bike. Yeah. And, and, f- and for your cool wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> a pop-up katana as a gift. That's, That's awesome. awesome. What year was that bike made? 84. That's oh, so no, it was, it, it, was, um, <laughs> it was a two-year-only bike. And right. They kind of made it as a response to my favorite turbo. It's, all the manufacturers had a turbo yeah. bike in the early yeah. 80s. The yeah. Honda. And Suzuki had the XN85, which is actually, in performance terms, was the weakest of the lot. But it was the prettiest by far. And Suzuki kind of knew that, and so they kind of took a lot of the cues from the XN85 and made this kind of like last hurrah of the Katana, but with a really sweet pop-up headlight. Yeah. Um, Really yeah. good-looking bike, just pretty as all hell, and actually quite modern for what it was. So I have um, one announcement to make. What's that, then? It's kind of big. It's it's official. I mentioned it earlier, but now it's official. You're, official. you're, you're pregnant? May 2nd. <laughs> It's going to happen, huh? Pregnant with another Africa twin. Santa Cruz Moto Film Festival. Ooh! It's happening, and it is happening at the DNA's Comedy Lab here in downtown. Oh, Oh, right on. Yeah, that is just downtown. So this was the old uh, Riverfront movie theater. Yep. And it got turned into a comedy club, which is pretty cool. Jim and I were there yesterday talking to him, and there's some cool stuff. I think we're going on Thursday. There's a a weird comedy slash 
crossword puzzle interactive game show something i don't know hmm. um yeah, well the guy invented some other funny show i can't remember but yeah it looks like a hoot but it's a cool space nice venue big lobby yeah and so we're gonna be we got the big room and we're going to be doing the the Moto Film Festival. I've already had a couple people submit movies. Thank you very much. Um, please uh, send me links if you have movies you want to be um, in consideration. I will then, because um, it's not uh, ready yet, but we'll be accepting all these submissions through Film Freeway, which is a platform for people to post movies that they have and to enter into film festivals and for film festivals to post their festival f- to accept submissions it's a pretty cool site that's what i've used for our other um, um shorts what's parking like oh there's um on-street parking a there's a giant right parking garage yeah. right next door and, and a, parking a parking lot on the other lot, side yeah. <clears throat> lots of parking but there's also the walkway that goes through this like office park and i think we're just going to park all the bikes on the walkway mm. in front of the movie theater let's do a little uh-huh. bike show outside mm. yeah we'll see yeah I, that, yes so i want to do you guys have a website up and going yet no so uh, i don't have the website uh, we're still just putting everything together, but a um, deposit was put down, and May second mm-hmm. is our date, and Money's we're making were exchanged. it. Money's were exchanged, and it's yeah, so it's all coming together. So for now, people just email you like on the website or yeah, Facebook recycle or motorcycle garage at gmail dot com, and send me links. Uh, we're looking for short films. Um, but I have a couple little special gems I'm working <gasps> on for this. I bet you do. Uh, what, new gems? <clears throat> or Does it involve re- a dog and a little hat? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm all about it that. It could. Well, Damn. it is going to involve, um, the first hour is going to be a VIP pre-party. Ooh. And uh, I my VIP, goal is yeah. to get a VIP in there that I'll do an interview and... and uh, well, yeah, while well, everyone's getting food and drinks and getting ready for the film festival, I figure we have a we have a handful of of you know people we've interviewed, uh, Hall of Famers, that kind of stuff. I think we can get someone in there and do a cool so a little bit of uh, Misfits interview, then a bunch of movies, and then I'm working on something else that I'm going to explain to the rest of you in the room after we're oh. recording. Mm. But it's an idea I have. But that is going to be. May second. May second. That new media life, yo. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's just yet another thing that we're getting into. Um, but I think I think that's it. I wanted to thank you, uh, Misa, for coming by. To oh, thank you so much. Check for us out. Me. You pulled up I on that grom, and it was really like, oh, this is cool. Emma was <laughs> beside cool. herself. Everyone would come up. Emma would be like, "Hi, have you have to see this grom?" <laughs> you were stoked on it. I know. It is. It's <laughs> so proper. And uh, Rose, hope you come down more. Thank you. Come hang Thank with you. us. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Always so much fun here. Anytime, Please Rose. Do. You know that. But I, I'm going to be seeing you uh, next month in London. Mm. Yes, yes. Thank no. you. Yeah. Oh, you're going to that thing too. Yeah. Cool, blimey. Yeah. London, in it. Hey, good <laughs> show, eh? Yeah, so we're going to be going to... Whoa, Whoa, fucking wanker. Represent. Oh, simmer down. California. We're going to be going to the MCN show on the Friday, and uh, we have a couple hours on the adventure stage for some of our speakers. Um, Where's the MCN show being held? 
at the big thing in London. <laughs> the Ferris wheel? It's an enormous place in London. Alexandra Palace? No, the bigger one. Is oh. it in Haysbury Square? No. Al- Albert Hall? It's the place where you have... <laughs> where, knock? Haysbury hey. Square? Haysbury Square, Is that right? called Haysbury? No. It's a place where uh, you have these were. kind of expos. Earl's Court. I don't Maybe. Earl's Court. I don't know. Um, West, and then Westminster uh, Abbey. Westminster. <laughs> <laughs> Westminster. So yeah, so oh that that is open. Is that Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Friday at the MCN show. Um, I'll be there all day. At, yes. Look for me at the adventure stage. Are you wearing evil and, gear? Oh, of course I'm. Uh, of course I am. And then on the um, Sunday you? we're going to go over to the Ace Cafe for brunch. Right. Mm. On Saturday we're having some closed private events, but um, yeah. So for any of our listeners, come on out to either of those MCN show on friday or or the ace cafe you're gonna for be oh okay i have the i have the infamash here it is the carol nash mcn yes. london motorcycle yeah. show carol nash is a an insurer of motorcycles mm-hmm. and it is royal victoria dock one western gateway london united kingdom mm-hmm. um that's so, so british docklands yeah it's a nice neck of the woods because you know the uh, people forget the london was a, is a great seafaring city mm-hmm. and it had these huge docklands which really fell into ruin um you know they were they were basically pummeled in the second world war and yeah. they came back a little bit but they never came back and then they've been reclaimed <clears throat> into art venues mm-hmm. luxury apartments really nice neck of the woods mm. you know what i'm looking forward to when i'm there what curry <laughs> oh <laughs> yes proper well you won't get a decent curry in london darling thai curry Yes. We had the best. Scotland actually has the best curry. No, it does not. (laughs) Anyway. No, it doesn't. The best country in the UK you get in Birmingham. Hey, you guys want to wrap this up and be done? Yes. All right. Yes, because I got a special announcement to tell you guys. All right. Mike. Oh. Secrets. Secrets. Don't tell anybody. Go to motorcyclegarage at gmail.com and send us your emails. Thank you so much for sending those out. Um, also, if you have a movie you want to be considered for the Film Fest. And um, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Find our links to everything there. Thank you to all of our listeners and our Patreon subscribers. And thank you to Knock for playing with my toy motorcycle behind you and tapping it and <laughs> breaking, breaking it. it. It was already broken. Again, you you broke it more. You broke, broke it more. Yeah, you broke it the first time, Knock, and you just finished it off. It's one? okay. And thank you to all it's the okay. listeners who email in and say, fuck you, Knock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. That's right. Free Thanks again, everyone. This is Liza. Henry. Haysbury Square. <laughs> Bagel. <laughs> Give me the beans, darling. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, skip me. No, just, it's just your name. Just, my name is Misa. Rose. <laughs> yeah, <wanker. laughs> And we are out of here. Thank God. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. cool.